Hello and welcome to Music and Film Saves the World podcast. My name is Chris Rice and today you're listening to part two of our ranking of, of all the James Bond films. So Gareth Jones and I, my friend Gareth and I, we went through all the Bond films from 24 to 1. Hopefully you've heard part one, which does 24 up to 11. This is now the big top 10. So please enjoy, sit back and uh, hear our rankings of the top 10 James Bond films. Thank you. So let's hit the top 10. So, the top 10. so number 11, uh, what was your number 11 again? Uh, my number 11 was Man with the Golden Gun. Which we which we discussed. Yep. Uh, yep. So my number 11 was Dr. No, we've just discussed. What's your number 10? My number 10 is Tomorrow Never Dies. Okay, so Tomorrow Never Dies, I went, I had it all the way down at 18. <laughs> yeah, you did. This is my favourite Brosnan film. Brosnan film. Yeah. Yep. Um, my number 10, sticking with Brosnan, is Goldeneye. So this is actually okay. quite fitting because we can talk yes. about, talk about both. both. Yes. Because you've got Goldeneye quite low, haven't you? Uh, yeah, Goldeneye was uh, 21. Yeah. And so... Actually, let's let's talk about both. Let's talk about Goldeneye. Let's okay. talk about Tomorrow Never Dies. Okay. That's one, one thing. Okay. So, why would you have Goldeneye that low? Um, I don't think it's dated particularly well. Um, I remember at the time being, you know, whilst we're both, you know, very similar in age. Um, I remember being so excited, mm. you know, like go, I, I, you know, it, it's funny. Uh, I'm sure we've spoken about this before, but like, you know, when we were kids and hanging out, our two favourite things were Doctor Who and James Bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they and they both basically finished um, just before we started secondary school. Yeah, eighty nine. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they both came back just as we finished secondary school. Yeah, yeah. So with, with, uh, with Goldeneye yeah. and the TV movie. Yeah, yeah. So Goldeneye came out, I think, Christmas yeah. ninety five. And yes. the Doctor Who TV movie, which they call yeah. now, uh, yeah. came out summer '96, May '96. Yeah. 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 So yeah, well, you're right. It was a very, very, uh, uh, strangely enough, mid noughties They sort of had a renaissance. Yeah, again. They, I know. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Right? It's crazy. So yeah, it's even sort of very different things. They, they, the, the, the sort of come back and done things. As, yeah, 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 yeah. But I remember being so, so excited. Um, you know, summer of 95 when it, the whole build up had started because this is, you know, pre internet times. So, you know, to get your movie news, you either had to buy Empire or you watched Barry Norman's film program. And I remember yeah, yeah. Barry Norman did, I remember it was the summer of 95. It was the whole special um, where he was on set when they were filming Goldeneye. And I remember there was interviews with Brosnan and Cubby Broccoli and Michael Wilson and all this kind of the stuff. The trailer came out very early, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. I remember I remember... my brother and I going to the cinema to see a summer film, and I'm thinking it might be Batman Forever. Yes, it would have been. Yeah, um, yeah. That's what I saw was the trailer. The yeah. trailer. Yeah. And yeah. so a trailer came very early, um, and it did look incredibly exciting was, and different. Yeah. And it was. Um, the way the trailer does it is so clever. Was it would like the whole kind of like the, the words? Was it like in a, in a new world with new dangers? You yeah. can still rely on one man. The trailer <laughs> is so good. It's yeah, so it good. Is. I remember being, oh, you know, being so excited about seeing that trailer for the first time, and I was like, oh my, oh, it's gonna be great. It was like a fast-paced trailer, you know. Um, 
and just being so excited in the build-up. Um, I remember seeing, you know, going to see it at the cinema, and my initial thing was, I, I loved it. I, I don't know. I, I, I do think it's that whole thing of like when Daniel Craig became Bond with Casino Royale, and that whole thing we were talking about earlier is like when, Bro like when Brosnan became Bond, it made everyone reassess the previous people. The whole thing, oh, the adult was rubbish. Oh, more was cheesy. And, you know, correct, die another day, the whole fallout with that, and then Daniel Craig coming in, it did make me completely reassess Brosnan. And I was like, it's just something about it that has not, date, has not dated very well for me. I just think it's a bit cheesy. I it's I just find Brosnan very, very cheesy. Um, it's just, I don't know, it's just something that hasn't seemed... It's just, I can't quite put my finger on it. It's, I mean, it's very 90s, GoldenEye. It's very, a very mid-90s action movie, you know, kind of feeding off those things that were in the cinema at the time. All those kind of films, like... Yeah. I don't know. Let's think of like a bit nice, you know, a demolition man, you know, the sort of Schwarzenegger stuff that was at the time. It's very much of its time. That film. Um, Cause in the nineties action films were just action films. And we'll come well, on yeah. to this when we get onto, onto some of the Craig ones. Yes. And they had to, they, they very rarely exceeded two hours. Um, mm. It's all often very similar beats that happened. Yes. In them, um, yeah, yeah. Which changed. Yeah noughties but um yeah. it made a lot of them a bit generic yes and yeah that's that's the word golden eye uh, is very generic to me it's very but generic it got it got massive and I, I can remember when we were going through lists we did i showed you my list a while back mm. and you said to me chris golden is overrated and i think I, so I, yeah and because a lot of people still would put it put it high. You look at rankings. Gold Knight is right up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's and a guy. There's a guy on YouTube that I followed. Yeah, the reviews at the time. It was well blanket blanket yeah, coverage. Yeah, yeah. Four or five stars. Yeah, and I could yeah. remember going to the cinema to see it in Cambridge with a few school friends, mm -hmm. and we'd book. I'd booked the tickets, so we all we definitely had tickets. But in those days, you didn't get allocated a seat. You go and no. see camp. Yeah, wherever. So, yeah. Or in this particular cinema, we went. It was in Cambridge, mm. and we got there not late, but a little bit later than probably I would have wanted to, because I'm always like, I've got. And we had to sit near the front. <laughs> we sat together, yeah. but near the front. Yeah, yeah. And mm. I can remember it was like it was a really big screen this one in Cambridge, and it's like, mm. and I'm not a and I normally sit fairly close to the front when I go to cinema normally anyway, not right at the front, yeah. but. Yeah, 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 yeah. Being a little bit underwhelmed by it, mm. and mm. enjoying it, but not as enjoying it as much as yeah, I yeah, yeah. suspecting. And you were almost, were you almost forcing yourself to enjoy it because it was a yeah, new Bond film. It was like yeah. I, I, I must, I have to like this because it's Bond, you know. And I like I've been it, waiting and six I, years, and, you know? and, and I've got it at number ten. And but mm. I understand where you. You, you're coming from of being it overrated i understand yeah. it and there's times mm. even though i've got it quite at 16 there's times where i prefer the world is not enough mm. um, um I, I i think the soundtrack annoys me to like anything oh it's, Always, it's awful it's, yeah awful it awful works soundtrack. well on the n64 game mm. it works well on the n64 game yes. but yeah. the yeah. um 
the soundtrack is awful. I, 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 I understood that that bit in the middle with the tank, somebody else did that, put that Bond theme in because the producers were like, it's not enough Bond theme in this. Yeah, 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 yeah. It that works that really song? well in that, you know. Yeah, and is that that sort of electronic? Mm. It's is like an Italian composer called Eric Serra, also did yeah, the yeah, yeah. element. Um, yes, and I think he does some. Did a few Luke Besson films, but yes, he, he did, um, yeah. It's quite yeah. a, quite a. It's an odd soundtrack to choose mm. when you're relaunching Bond, and it yeah. really annoys me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just don't like it, and they, I think they tried to get John Barry. But I think yes. he was either doing something else or yeah. he was too expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I understand where you're coming from. I do find it at times underwhelming. I think it does reboot Bond well, though. Yeah, no, uh, it does. It does. Pierce Brosnan does a good performance. He tries to do a few different things that hadn't been done in Bond films before. It gives a little bit more um, character arc to the Bond woman that probably hasn't it hadn't happened for a while um yes. so you focus on her a bit that bit that bit in the goal in the sort of in the facility mm. where they steal the golden eye mm. it's one of those sequences sometimes when you think oh it goes on for a bit too long yeah it does it's, it's too long it's too long it's necessary to the plot i think the you know and the stuff on the and it's sort of like the the sean bean mm dynamic is quite nice and there's yeah good, i do like that bit between, yeah, I, I, you know it's good sequences like in the in the fallen statues in russia yes. and all that type brilliant. of thing brilliant it's, yeah it's good stuff but there's something that sometimes a little bit feels a bit off and mm. martin campbell who directed it does a great job and he also did casino real but they do they do feel very two different very different i know it's crazy I didn't realise till a few years after Casino Royale that it was like, oh, it was Martin Campbell directed. I was like, really? He did Golden Eyes. It's completely. Yeah. It's like two two different directors. Yeah, you know? it's very different. Um, and I, I think if it had a more traditional John Barry soundtrack, I think I'd actually would prefer it. And I did yeah. have it. Did originally have it higher. And when you told me about it being overrated, I had to think about it, mm. and I thought, you know what, I'm, I like it, and I do, and I do think it should crack the top ten. But I always wanted to make sure I had a Brosnan in there. Yeah, but, <laughs> but um, I, I do still like it, but the, I do have reservations about it. And actually, mm. it's one of those ones when I watch, I sometimes go, oh, do I have to watch? Oh no. Mm. And I don't know why, but I understand where you're coming from, but. A lot of people rank it incredibly highly. I've seen it hot fights. Yeah, I have. All films, you know. There's there's a guy on YouTube. Um, he does like James Bond videos. A guy called Calvin Dyson. I've been, you know, I sort of followed his YouTube channel for years. And every couple of years, he does his re-ranking of Bond films. Yeah, yeah. Goldeneye has always been his number one favourite. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, 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 and I find that crazy. So yeah, so at number. Ten, I have Golden Eye, and you had it at um... uh, twenty-one. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. so your number ten is uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. Dies. Tomorrow Never Dies, my favourite Brosnan film. Um, I like Tomorrow Never Dies. I yeah. think it's good because it's up to two hours. It zips along nicely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sequences. I think. Uh, I think. That, I think the mistakes they made with Golden Eye. They ironed them out for Tomorrow Never Dies. Better soundtrack for a start. David Arnold, incredible, yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. incredible. Uh, better theme. Um, it's kind of it's got a snappier pace, you know. 
um uh, you know, it kind of it zips or it zips through. It's you know, it's it's so fast paced. I mean, again, very nineties. It's such a nineties Bond film. You it know. had one of the shortest uh, production times of ever. Any yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was I made in like uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. In the pressure um, they were on, they didn't do yeah. too bad a job. To be no, no, not at all. I, I think it's got some great set pieces. I really like Elliot Carver as the baddie. Because it is very much of its time, the whole kind of Rupert Murdoch thing and all that, you know. Um, you know, but I love, um, like the set pieces are incredible. The bit with the helicopter coming down, you know, uh, and the fact that that was all done for real is yeah. incredible. Bike chase. Incredible sequence. Yeah. Bike, say there isn't actually many Bond bike chases. No, there isn't. No. It, no, it does. No. It works really well. And because they're handcuffed, they're having. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Show you, as we said before, is so good, yeah. so physically yeah. good yes. with the martial yeah. arts. It really yeah, works yeah, yeah. well. Brosnan's, yeah, it works brilliantly. Rawson seems to have aged quite a bit between Golden. Yeah, yeah, it's strange. It's strange. <laughs> but I, I, th- I think it's Brosnan's best performance as Bond. I think he's fantastic in it. Yeah. Uh, the whole, um, the whole sequence where he's um, sat in his hotel room, like drinking the vodka. And waiting yeah. to see who they're going to send over, and it yeah. turns out it's uh, yeah. it's uh, Terry Hatch's character comes in and stuff. Um, and Remote control pro- car is good because he's yeah. not pushing, oh, he's so not pushing, the, he's not so pushing it too much like Die Another Day did. No, 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 no. It's great, but it was you know, it's just a little alternative. It's just trying to do something a little bit different with a car yeah, chase, yeah, chase yeah, with a car it, And it's the fact it does it with a bit of fun as well. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of this side of like reality uh, but it's still fun you know it's it, yeah. you, you, you know you see something you know and pick any film where you're like i mean that's great but that would never happen obviously obviously the whole kind of like car thing would never happen but it's the way it's filmed and the way it's edited and brosnan's before you know yeah. sitting on the you know when he's sitting on the back seat getting thrown around and stuff i think it's so well done i think um, i sometimes think the the end Stuff's a little bit of an anticlimax. Yeah, a little bit. That's the, that's the only bit that lets it down. Reminds me I a think bit of spy love. Yeah, a little, little bit. Stuff, um, but um, and you got uh, you got a couple of uh, actors before they were famous in Tomorrow Never Dies. Yes, uh, yes. Gerard Butler's on one of the boats. Yeah, he is. I know. What's his name? <laughs> Oh, what's his name? What's the, what's the name escaped me from Downton Abbey in the Paddington films? Oh, God, yes. Bonneville's yeah. in it as well. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's He's just a simple thing. He's on a, yeah. So there's a couple of before yeah. they were... I know, it's, uh, I know, it's funny. Um, but yeah, so I think that's I lo- quite... Um, love the pre-title sequence as well. Yes. Absolutely love the pre-title sequence. Incredible. Yeah. You know, yeah. brilliantly done. You know, and the whole the whole kind of thing. Uh, like, I love the fact that it's you know Jeffrey Palmer and Judy Dench uh, in the war room. Brilliant, you know, because because <laughs> you know they were, reunion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, and it, uh, you know that line that Jeffrey Palmer goes like, "What is he doing?" And M goes, "His job." <laughs> I think it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Brilliantly done. No, Brilliantly no, done. no. Um, 
actually, you've suddenly made me think, well, I haven't got it higher. Uh, it's, uh, but yeah, but it's quite good, actually. We, we, we then spoke, we could speak about the first two because they, yeah. they came out yeah, so yeah. close to each other. Yes, well. they did. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, one of the only Bond films not to reach number one at the box office in the US because Titanic had already. Yes, out. yes. Very true. So, uh, and because Titanic didn't come out to the beginning of '98 in the yeah, UK, yeah, in the UK, yeah, 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 yeah. Out yeah. In um, right. So my number ten was Goldeneye. Your number ten was Tomorrow Never Dies. What's your was, number nine? My number nine is For Your Eyes Only. So my ah, this is where it's not that we're not that far away. So, For Your Eyes Only is my number 13. I think my most underrated okay. Bond films yeah. of them all. Of them it's all. one of those yeah. I love still yeah. watching. Yeah, it's one great. of those. If I, if, somebody go, if I go, right, I'm going to watch a Bond film today. If you, and I, I, the, the, For Your Eyes Only would maybe in there as my... Yes, let's watch For Your Eyes Only. Yes, I, yeah, I, no, definitely, yeah. I can remember watching this when it was first on telly. Mm. And we hadn't m- long moved to our second house in Sorcery. Yeah. Yeah. And it was on, we had, um, my dad was recording it, but I watched it and I was loving it so much. Mm. I was like, okay, my dad wanted to watch something else. So yeah. we had this black and white telly yeah. upstairs and I went and watched the rest of it on this black and oh, white really? telly. Cause I, absolutely, I, was, cause I had never seen it before. I was absolutely, uh-huh. there's so much action in it. Oh, and yeah. I think it's Moore's, Roger Moore's probably most serious Bond film. Oh, by far, by far. And probably yeah. his best performance as Bond. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. And, it and, really and is. That, you could see they're trying to do a little bit because Moonraker so went that so out there. Yeah. yeah. They've they've gone the other way with it. Yeah. And Please, I, yeah. I, I think the ending's really good, the climbing up the... The rocky, yes. Oh um, my God! It's amazing. It's good. Such an amazing. It's very sequence. unusual ending for a Bond film. I think. Mm. Um, yeah. The, yeah. Um, what's the Melina Havelock? She's in it from the yes. very beginning, so she's yes. in throughout the story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's the only actual Bond girl in it, properly, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, apart from um, uh, the woman that was well, was Pierce Brosnan's yeah. wife, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh yes, of course. I forgot about yes, of course. Uh, yeah, Countess. Yeah. 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 That that was a little bit of oh, we, Bond has to have has to have oh, a couple. Of yeah, yeah, yeah but, it's yeah. got to be another girl in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, because because the ice skate is far too young for him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah just a little bit. Why <laughs> uh, so, um, you want ice yeah. cream? <laughs> but I, I, I've always found it a really underrated Bond film. Oh, I'm, quite, I'm glad you've got it that high, actually. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know. Higher for me, but I, I do like, mm. I do like it. Good, good pre yeah, it's, it's, good. Uh, Brilliant, you know, you know. Um, I'll even let him get away with that with that one line, which is, even when I was a kid, it bugged me. Like when he picks up, what well, you know, it's not Blofeld, but it is is obviously Blofeld. Yeah, yeah. You know, when, when he says, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. But you know, it's that whole that line where he goes, "I'll buy you a delicatessen in stainless steel." <laughs> and I, I always wondered who came up with that line. Who thought that was going to be funny when he picks him up on the, uh, you know, with the helicopter, and he's like, "All right, keep your hair on." And he's just about to dump him in the chimney. He says that line, and even when I was a kid, I was like, "Oh, but maybe that's like something I'll find funny when I'm I'm a grown up. Yeah. Maybe it's grown up." A thing that's really funny, and now I'm just like, I still don't get it. 
Uh, what does it mean? Uh, <laughs> you know, and, but I'll let, like, I'll let them get away with it. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, mm. But I like the callbacks in that. It's one of the only, not, there's not many callbacks to Tracy. No, no. That was you. the only, oh, that was up until, up until Daniel Craig. I think that was the only, like, recalling it's, it's, of. There's um so oh no there's, no spy love me there's one of spy love me yeah. yeah yes yeah so that's the three oh that's three callbacks it's basically the only three suggestions really that mm. that bond is the same person you know yeah. this this rubbish people say well don't, yeah. well he is because yeah. that's the callback exactly. there are callbacks exactly. um, um but uh, there isn't many but that is mm. one and, and I think. I've always liked Fiora's only very underrated. Yeah. Very underrated. Mass- massively underrated and film. Put it, uh, and once again, on rankings, people tend to um, put it low. They do. They do. And I don't, I generally don't know why. I think it's, it's a genuinely great Bond film. And especially it's that, that 180 degree turn from, like, like you said, Moonraker, literally out of this world, as it was. Yeah. You know, to bring Bond back down, which it, and it's just a really good spy movie. There's no yeah. gadgets, yeah. you know. There's no. There's not even really any silly bits in it. No, you know? no, no. Yeah, that bit with Roger Moore where um, where he pushes the car off the cliff, which he didn't want to do. No, and I'm really glad that he yeah. did it. It's brutal. Yeah. It's one of the yeah. only times you, you see Roger Moore being. Brutal and being—he's yeah, yeah. yeah, an assassin, you know. He's double O seven, yeah, yeah. license to kill. You know. No, no, I think you know, I think it's wonderful good. sequence, wonderful and sequence. I always like ski and snow bits in Bond films. Yeah. So yeah. I don't. Yeah. I always still quite enjoy yeah. the pre-title sequence of *The View to a Kill*. Obviously, yes. there's the stuff in *On a Magic Secret Service*. I think *World Is Not Enough* as a ski sequence. Yes. I'm, I'm, I don't think there will be, but I'm sort of think, hoping that *No Time to Die* will have one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, the, the sequence of Furos only when they when they go down the big ski jump yeah, that bit yeah. when they're in the lift when yeah. they're in the lift and you can see um, you know uh, the baddies like it's Charles Dance isn't it it's oh, it like is. Charles Dance's first they go down first big role ladies following yeah the amazing that whole sequence in the yeah. middle is yeah. so good yeah. so good it's got and the soundtrack even though it's not John Barry and it's a little bit eighties. Yeah, uh, Bill Conti. Yeah, yeah, it's wasn't not it? yeah. terrible. It, it, oh. it suits it suits the film quite well. Yeah, it's a bit. Electro, it's a bit funky, a bit dancey, but it works, yeah. I think. Yeah. Do you think so, it works? A bit late 70s, early 80s type of uh, thing, but it's not bad. It's not bad. So that was your number. Uh, where are we? Uh, that was my number nine. So my number nine is one that you've already had. My number okay. nine is Spectre. Okay. Right. Now, I. I, I did make sure I watched Spectre not that long ago because it mm-hmm. is the one I've probably seen the least out of any Bond film. Yeah, which is you know quite really you know well, we don't have yeah, the, yeah. don't have the time to sit there watching them again and again. Like, <laughs> no, I know, right? Yeah, life gets in the way these yeah. days. I have you to know, like, <laughs> time. These days, yeah. A lot of people slag off Spectre, and I don't, I don't understand why. Um, I think there are problems with it. Um, mm. It's, I think really? the, the end is a little bit anticlimactic, but I do love that the end is in is set in the UK. Yes, you know, I know Skyfall does that as well. Yeah, but I love 
you know, especially Skyfall and Spectre, have got a bit more UK based than it. And yes, I always I thought a Bond film would be great if it was primarily based in the it's UK. In the UK, yeah, yeah. So, no, I completely agree. I, 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 um, I think it's slow. It is slow. It, it is slow. Yeah. So after the, you know, the pre-task sequence is so good, and it does slow down massively. Yeah. Massively. Uh, it's yeah. Over long, as well. Which is oh, yes. that's. No, no, that's kind of that's something you can say about a lot of films these days. This yeah. is well. So you know, we were talking about the nineties being very generic. Yes, it had to be yeah. hours. Now, this we're in a situation now with the Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings effect. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Titanic as well, but I think yeah. definitely the Harry Potter Lord of the Rings effect from the early noughties. Now, this isn't a bad thing. No, necessarily, but mm. those films showed you can have long films, mm. people will go and see them, yes, and, them and like yeah. them, yeah. and they'll do well at the box office. Yeah, whereas I think before studios were like, if we've got a big blockbuster film, we need to get as many people to see it as we possibly can two hours you know that means we have more showings in cinemas and i think that early noughties and i think that's continued i think a lot of why some of these films are long now is because mm. it's proven that people will go and watch them it doesn't all yes. but it, that on the flip side of that it, does, it means that we don't always have to have a film that's three Very hours true. long no. batman beats superman it's yeah. far, far too long. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you no. know, so um, it's... Um, and I think a couple of the more recent Bond films have, fall, have fallen into that trap a little bit. Yes, they have. Yeah, they have. They have. Uh, Just because the film's nearly three hours long doesn't mean it has to be three hours long. Avengers Endgame needed to be three hours long. Justified its length because of what came before. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah that's fair. That's fair. It needed that length because of the length of the it wanted to be a faithful adaptation mm. of that book and it had yes. to be to be that had to be long same with the harry potter films they wanted yes. to be yeah yep. and they needed to, needed to be long and they still missed loads out yeah, so, yes. yeah. especially the later books so um but it doesn't necessarily mean that a bond film needs to because you're not adapting any work really anymore no. Uh, no. Bond film no. books were never that long anyway. No, really. No. Um, obviously, Spectre isn't. I, I like the idea of bringing Spectre back. Obviously, oh, they've gotcha. got the right yeah. to Spectre and Blofeld for the first time in years. So obviously, yeah. they were going to use it. Bringing yeah. Quantum as cool. part of Spectre is a little bit tenuous. Yeah. And then yeah, on we previous three films, so they're all connected. Mm. It's a little bit okay. Oh, I, I kind of like. I do kind of like that. But again, I think that's where it's the the era of film making that we're in everything has to connect yeah you you can't just you can obviously but you 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 can't randomly watch spectre like you could randomly watch fewer eyes only no no of course not no no you know if someone was coming in cold to the bomb films you wouldn't recommend oh yeah watch spectre because unless you've watched the two films before it you're not really going to get it do you know what i mean you know um, well, and, and, whilst I, you know, I kind of like that, you know, I, you know, I, I enjoy, uh, you know, a, a, a through narration kind of thing, you know, yeah. I like that, but yes, yes, but yeah, I mean, yes, you know, you know, whilst there are many things in Spectre I do like, 
Uh, you know, I think I think Craig's incredible in it. You know, yeah. it was wonderful. I, I love the fact that they got, they got Sam Mendes back again because he he always said he was only going to do one, yeah, and they yeah. got him back. You know, yeah. what, you and know, he's a, and he's a top class director. Oh you my know, god! And they look Skyfall Spectre look amazing. Oh, they look incredible! Absolutely you know, incredible! Yeah. And and um, there's something another point I was going to make, which I can't remember. But yeah, the the so I. I and I agree, Craig's performance is really good in it, mm. you know, and and also that's what I was going to say, is they bring a few for the first time they bring all the Bond tropes back in are in it. Yes. You've got yes. a car with gadgets, even though yeah. it sort of doesn't work that well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got that's, that scene it. Is, is so good. Yeah. You know. You've got Spectre in it, yeah, you've got Spectre in it, you got Blowfield in it, Q's yeah. back, you know, yeah. got Money Penny, you know, got M. Yeah. You've got Every, this is the first bomb film in a long while. Yeah, long time. Has everything. Yeah, yeah. It. it was kind of like bringing the band back together. You know? Yeah, it was yeah. Kind of... <laughs> uh, and a little way that probably makes it a little bit generic, but there's nothing wrong in that because we haven't had that for a long while. You know, no, I mean, in 2014 when it came out. I mean, it's unbelievable yeah. that it's almost going to be six years. I know. <laughs> it probably know. will be six years. But want to no want to try to release it um yeah. but we haven't had a bomb film with all those tropes since die another day no, so yeah, it, yeah. It, it's 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 um i mean i'm hoping i mean i know i've, I've well i don't know but i've heard the rumors that no time to die is going to be two and three quarter hours mm-hmm. which is a mammoth i'm just oh, I mean, this is 142 minutes yeah so this is two hours 20 minutes basically so that's not much longer than some of the old Bond films, really. Yeah. Ten minutes longer yeah. than yeah. some of the yeah. Bond films. Yeah. Um, I think Skyfall might be about the same. Mm. But, so this, so um, No Time to Die is almost half an hour longer yeah. than this long Bond film. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. So that's slightly... It's part of me always goes, brilliant. I'm I'm up for it. I, value I value for money. Problem. Value for money. <laughs> but then part of you then goes, why is it that long? You why, know? Yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and we'll see. I mean, it looks like there's going to be a lot of strands to it. You know, bringing back yeah. the uh, Swan Elizabeth Swan, I think is her yeah. name, isn't it? From the yeah. first, from this one. Yeah. In it, producing another 007. Yeah. He sort of retired. Bring Blowfield's back. You got Remy yep. Rami Malik as yeah. possibly Doctor No. Yeah, yeah. Um, is Bond gonna make it to the end? That's the thing. I'm, I'm my my hope is he does because I hope that whoever the next Bond is, we don't have not we don't start another origin story. Yeah. We just carry on now. It doesn't matter going. who it is. It no. doesn't matter who it is. We just carry on now. You know, exactly. you can bring Ben Shaw back. You can bring uh, Naomi Harris back. Yeah. You can bring Ray Fiennes back if you want, or you can recast them if you want. But yeah. just let's just say he's Bond yeah. in the next next exactly. one. Exactly. Yeah. Because I think Danny Boyle wanted to, did want to i think some of the reason why there was the problem with danny boyle was that he yeah. didn't want to oh. make it at the end but yeah. i still not convinced he will i uh, no, no so, i'm you know so it's going to be interesting so. you know it's, it's I, I just i don't know it's just kind of 
well obviously when there was all the hype like well this time last year it was like we it was the bomb film was coming out imminently you know um and then you know it was they've got to get it out there they've got to get it out there now yeah they've got to get you know it's it's, you know get you can go and see it and it's also available on on demand yeah she did both because obviously you know i want to go and see the cinema and you know there are lots of bond fans that will go and see it in the cinema let's be honest yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and i you know and i say look just leave it in the cinema for six months yeah just leave it in the cinema mm. you know but the problem is you know that backlog of films that will men have come out last year it's ridiculous yeah. you know you know and it's just like it's you know it, when films do start coming out in the cinema again Every Friday, there is going to be another blockbuster. Now yeah. that backlog is crazy. It's crazy. Sony have already moved um, Morbius, yeah. which was a Spider-Man spin-off, and obviously yeah. they don't. Um, and the problem with MGM is they don't have that vehicle to put it on, so no, they're reliant no. on the on demand. Now, um, I know Wonder Woman's just come out on demand after yeah. being in the cinema. Um, and it's fifteen ninety nine to rent, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, I think with Bond and Marvel films, I think, and possibly Star Wars, but obviously there's no Star Wars film coming out for a while, but with yeah. Bond and Marvel films, I think people will pay it. I don't oh, think yeah, I think it, so. Yeah, of course it would. With every, every franchise and thing, people will. Mm. But I think no. people will pay it. I mean, if I think you could probably charge £20 to rent. Yeah, I think because... It- with because the brand the brand is that strong yeah, people yeah. will pay it you know they'll be like it's 20 quid fine take my money yeah. done yeah you know. i mean because i know what <laughs> yeah exactly right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so yeah. on the 2nd of april and i can't go to the cinema to see it then i will of course, I will yeah, of course. um of course. so um but i know that mgm this is their own literally this and rocky are yeah. basically the only two things yeah. and yeah, Rocky yeah. doesn't make anywhere near as money as James Bond. So, um, uh, and, you know, when you're releasing only one every five or six years, as it will be, they need yeah. it to crack. Yeah, that... Nobody ever knows what, what the um, on-demand money makes. That's no, the problem. That's the thing. They don't. They don't at the minute. It's, it's still a know, new thing, I suppose. Um, but, you know, in many cinemas, especially in the London area you mm. would pay 20 25 quid to go to the cinema Wish the cinema. yeah 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 it's crazy yeah, money going to see a film in the middle of london she is about 10 11 pounds i think but i have yeah. a city world card so I'd, yeah. you know i pay me a, yeah. um in other yeah. areas it'll be slightly cheaper yeah. but you know and so people would look at that well but you know if you're if you're living as a two a two or a family etc 25 pound yeah. is isn't too bad 20, no, not really pounds. No, so, not really. It's your thing. And also, but I would, obviously, I've got a nice big TV. Yeah, exactly. But if I had a, a, a watched it off a laptop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's not. I, nah. I'm not sure paying that much money is worth it, but people, <sighs> some people are quite happy to watch it off a laptop. Yeah, some people yeah a, lot of, a lot of people watch film on their phones. They watch it on their phones. I you know. I'm watching a bit of YouTube, but I cannot yeah. stand watching a film on my phone. It's, no, no, it's too, no, it's too um, small. It's too small. But, um, but, um, anyway, so we'll see. But Spectre, I, I think he's not as bad as some people make it out to be. It was no, 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 at all. Um, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, it, it was. It was anywhere mm. near in America as well as they hoped. No, no, not at all. But, I mean, I think, you know, uh, yet uh, again, the kind of the Far Eastern market saved it again. It, you know, it yeah. did massive business in China and Japan. And I think Skyfall did so well, partly yeah. because how good it is, but partly because it had that 50th anniversary. Yeah, it did. Yes. You yeah. know, that push the back yeah, of Yeah, massive um, push, yeah. That's help, because yeah, it has that. So anyway, so that was my number nine, Spectre. Your number nine was? Uh, for your eyes only. Which we've spoken about. So what's your number eight? Uh, uh, my number eight is From Russia With Love. Ooh, which mm. is not my number eight, because my number eight is The Living Daylights. So, wow. what's your okay. number seven? What's your, you, haven't, you haven't done the Living Daylights yet, have you? Uh, nope. No. So, what's your number seven? My number seven? See, now we're starting to get to the, the good stuff. This is, uh, yeah, it's getting exciting now, actually. Okay, my number seven is on a Majesty Secret Service. So, my number seven, and this means we can speak about the next one, is the spy who loved me is my number seven okay well it's quite, it's quite low didn't you yeah number 17 for me so why is it so low because you said that you'd be surprised that this is so low yeah yeah um it's a bit cheesy but it is a bit cheesy um i've ne- i won't lie i've never been a huge jaws fan no I understand uh, that. Never, never been a huge Jaws fan. Um, which, you know, it's kind of bizarre that I've always been a J.W. Pepper fan, but I've never been a Jaws fan. So. <laughs> yep. uh, go figure out to me to a T, really. Um, it's a bit cheesy. Uh, I think uh, I've never been, you know, I think Strongberg isn't a very good baddie. They wanted it to be Blofeld, didn't they? But they didn't have they the rights. Did. Yeah, yeah, they didn't have the rights. Um, yeah, whilst... There are so many iconic things in it. You know, the, the title song, obviously. Um, you know, pre-tarsity. the car. The pre-title oh, sequence. Yeah, the car, yeah. Lotus Esprit. You know, that, that whole bit, that 20-minute bit, when they first go to Stromberg's base, and then they come back, and the whole car chase sequence, unbe- unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And it's still, that car chase still looks incredible. I think the fact like... it was all... Yeah. No, no, carry on, carry on. You know, it's the fact that, you know, it was obviously it was all done for real, yeah. you know, yeah. it's brilliantly filmed. Uh, and, the, you know, when it goes underwater, I can only imagine what it would have been like seeing that in the cinema in 77. Yeah. You know, you know, could you swim and all that, you know, <laughs> you know, it goes, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know and, it, you know, it's, and, you know, I think, I think, you know, obviously, you know, being Roger Moore's third film, he'd settled into, he'd made the role of his own I, by this I point. Think, I think this is the one that he really finds his feet in. And I think yeah, they no, found, I agree. I found, and I think he, uh, they found the right tone for him. Yes. No, they did. Yeah. They, they were writing films for Roger Moore. Yeah. Moore's. I think this is the one they found. You know. And I think because there was a, like a three year gap between Man and the Golden Gun, Spy yes. Love Me, I think, I think yeah. it feels more expensive all of a sudden again. Yes. More lavish. <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, it's very, 70s, it's very lavish. That, even though it's that seventies feel of diamonds are forever, living that diamond with a golden gun. Mm. That, it, even though it's still there, it's not so 
there no. so much and it's like it's basically the template for the next five bomb films that's oh, a little completely. issue yeah. with it because they then yeah. repeat it again yeah yeah completely <laughs> completely completely you know uh i love uh you know uh barbara back yeah. is great yeah. she's great um and the whole you know her and bond teaming up that's pretty cool uh you know there are some good kind of set pieces in it i'm t- yeah it's just <coughs> excuse me it's just i don't know it's a bit cheesy but not good cheese you know you know for me you know if i'm gonna watch a real cheesy bond i would i would probably i would choose you know i'll choose moonraker yeah oh uh, but you know as evidenced by my by my rankings you know if but i was cheesy moonraker basically for Follows exactly the same. Yeah, point completely. Point. Yeah, 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 completely. But <laughs> I, 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 just, I just, I just enjoy him in Rickmore. Thing being stolen at the beginning. Yeah, Bond jumping yeah. off something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's everything. Follow. The, the, yeah. the, um, the person, the Bond girl he teams up with is an agent. Both. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> the same film. I've never actually thought about it all that. But you're right. You're right. It's so everything similar. Everything is literally the same. Yeah. You're know, yeah. right. Right. Just exactly the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> saying that spy loved me um does repeat a lot of the stuff that you only live twice does yes it does uh, yeah. The, yeah the capture of the submarines is very yeah. similar to the capture of the spaceships, spaceships yeah. twice. Yeah. goes back to a bigger base and mm. where it comes from but um now i've i've always enjoyed this this one um i think it's a quintessential roger moore film many people this is another one that many people put quite Massive, high up there. Yeah, like top people, five, top three. Quite, yeah, quite yeah. Easily say this is best Roger Moore. Mm-hmm. This is the mm-hmm. best Roger. Moore. Um, obviously, you and I don't agree because we there's another Roger Moore that <laughs> might be coming our way. Yeah, I think so. so you think? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, despite enough, mate, I, I understand what you're saying with it. And actually, funny enough, it's one of the ones I haven't seen loads. Some no. strange reason um yeah i think it is one of the first bomb films i've seen but we never taped it when no. i saw it the first yeah. time and then it probably yeah. was a long while until i then taped it off the telly so there was yes. uh, so there was it was one of the ones for a while so if i do go to a roger moore one i can I sometimes go to this one because it's one of my least seen roger moore ones. yeah of course of course yeah yes yeah, it's, it's, it's probably the same thing yeah it's what it's one of the ones i've probably seen the least in terms of going yeah. from uh, when i first saw it to now because yeah just but when i do watch it unlike some of the others where i haven't watched an agent i'll watch it and i'll really enjoy it you know whatever that may be you know this is yes but it's something about it i'm just like nah <laughs> uh, well i've had lunch <laughs> i've well, had lunch <laughs> <laughs> Again, uh, quotable, quotable yeah, lines. Uh, so many. There's so many. There's a couple of odd jokes in that one as well. You know, when the guy goes off the um off the cliff on the motorbike. Yes. He goes, yeah. he goes uh, so uh, had wings and still couldn't fly. As they're being shot at by someone. I've still got time for jokes. Um, anyway, so what number was that? That was your number. Uh, where are we? All right, my number six, The Mighty Live and Let Die. Oh, yes. My number six is From Russia with Love. And okay. you had that. How number did you have that? Because you had. You uh, I had that number, number eight. 
Right, so quite close. We've got these. Yeah. We're quite, you know, we're getting quite similar, quite similar yeah. ones. So yeah. from Russia with love, um, it's, it's quite interesting because you've got obviously you had Doctor No quite low, and then obviously you feel yeah. from Russia with love big step up. Oh, huge step up, huge step up. You know, I think I think it for me the quality jump between Doctor No, like you said, just being like a policeman's kind of story. Yeah, yeah. To, from Russia with Love, which is full-on secret secret service espionage thriller. It's a classic 60s yeah. thriller. Regardless of Bond, you know, take take the fact that it's a James Bond film out of it. Yeah. Take that out of it. It's just a brilliant Cold War espionage thriller. Because there's quite a lot of setup to that film. He actually doesn't, because yeah. if you don't count Bond in this pre-title sequence, he's not actually really yeah. in it, even though... No, it's, no. It, yeah, it's yeah, a long yeah. while for him to come in it. Yes, really? it does. Yeah. I, I love that kind of yeah, the set ten fifteen minutes. Like I said, yeah, but Bond doesn't appear until he's in the boat with yeah. Sylvia Trench. Yeah, you know? yeah. Good sport, this. <laughs> <laughs> and also, um, I haven't read many Bond books. Actually, mm. I've read a few. Mm. It's one of the only ones I've read, and it yes. follows book very close. Oh my goodness me! Yeah, it's 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 the film that's closest to the to the yeah, source yeah. material by uh, far. Um, and Automation Secret Service is quite a lot of similar parts to it, mm-hmm. but that, mm-hmm. that one mm-hmm. is very similar. Yes. Um, yeah. No, I agree. I think it's an absolute... Uh, it stands apart. It's very different from Dr. No, very different from Goldfinger. It it's, it's, from yeah, yeah. It doesn't have... Whereas even Dr. No introduced a lot of those familiar Bond mm. things. Mm. From Russia with yeah. Love, yeah, has a bit few more gadgets... The yeah. Desmond wedding comes in this queue, yeah. but apart yeah. from that, there aren't that many Bond familiar Bond things happen in that so much. No, not so much. Not like not so much. And it's chase more or anything, isn't it? At the end, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. To escape, you know, from the train yeah. sequence onwards, yeah. it's a chase. Yeah. So yeah. to get to get him out, and no, it's an it is as you say a great spy thriller. Um, yeah. from Russia with yeah. Love um, I think it's one when you're younger you don't like so much because it does feel slow it's a bit slow yeah no, that, that was the thing as you get older mm. I bet you in the 80s when we first saw From Russia with Love we wouldn't have had it as high oh god no 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 I used to find this one a bit boring yeah and Doctor No and From Russia with Love actually I think was shown on telly when I first saw it on telly was shown alternate weeks they put the first two on yeah, and hadn't yeah. to know fresh if I hadn't seen before. So these, these, and I can remember thinking it was incredibly slow, but I think as you get older, it gets better. Oh, and completely. It's obviously dated, but yeah. Yeah. But, but I think it's kind of dated. I don't think it's dated in, I don't know. A lot of it is just very much. It's got, yes, it has dated, but there's a certain vintage to it. It's yeah. got a class. It's got a class to it. I think. Yeah, yeah. you know, setting the sixties really suits it, oh, and all gosh, that yeah. type of thing. Yeah, so, yeah, no, yeah. No, no, I, I agree. I think Russia's Love is absolutely brilliant, and he's great in it. Sean Connery, Sean uh, Robert brilliant. Shaw, yeah, iconic, great. iconic. Red Grant, you know, Rosa Klebb, brilliant. Yeah. And, you know, and uh, Tatiana Romanova is a great Bond girl. She's the, probably yes, the she only, is. apart from Sylvia Tread, she's the only sort of. Bond girl in it and, yes, and she, yes. she's part of the plot she's quite mm-hmm. you know even though she needs saving it's not in a way that 
denigrates her character because she's just sort of brought into this world without mm. wanting to be in it, thinking yeah, that she's exactly. doing something for her country. And yeah, there's all exactly. the double, double <clears throat> dealings with Smirsh <clears throat> and Spectre, yeah, and Spectre's yeah. still a mystery. And, yeah. and it has that sort of little callback of Dr. No. Yes, like, oh, it, it does, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's all sort yeah. of... Um, Karen Bay, Karen Bay as well, one of yeah, yeah, the best yeah. Bond allies, I think, yeah. in all of the Bond films. Yeah, no, he's good. Just, he's good. And yeah, yeah, I kind of, just, yeah, a lot of the kind of, I don't know. It's, it's, I think it's the first one, more so than Doctor No. It's got a lot of kind of iconic sequences, yeah, and iconic what, I, what I'd call Bond moments. Yeah, you know the. Uh, the the fuck with Red Grant on the train is amazing. It's so well done. Even it's now, you watch good. Yeah, no, it's, it's still I mean. It still looks amazing. Yeah. Amazing. There's a lot sequence. of fights in those older films, not Bond films necessarily, but a yeah. lot of fights in the older films do look so staged. Yes. Oh, big time, big time. There's something about that was brilliant. It's so well done. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. So from Russia with love. So my number six, and that was your number. Eight. Uh, uh, yeah, that was my number eight. My so, number six was uh, where were we? Uh, Live and Let Die was my number six. Die. Right. So before we get into the top five, mm. let's. I'm just looking at the list, and there's a couple that we haven't talked about yet. And I'm thinking, my God, I think he's got that in his top five. Before we get into the top five, who is your <laughs> favourite Bond? Uh, my favourite Bond. And I don't think we can rank them because I no, think no, no. different. Some days you're. Depends what day of the week it is. what day of the week it is. What mood I'm in. Yeah. What mood I'm in. Yeah, of course, of course. But who, if who is your favourite Bond? I mean, to be honest, guns to the heads. You know, um, I'd have to say Timothy Dalton. Now I think it's very difficult to pick your best Bond because I think mm. all of them are good. I, I th- and I well, think. He's incredibly underrated, and I oh, would love amazing. to see. I would love to see Timothy Dalton in a couple more. Yeah, you know, you could. It's a shame that you couldn't have had those couple more in the early nineties. That Timothy I know. Dalton I mean, I mean there was there was a script written, or you know, I've I've read bits and bobs online. There was good. Apparently, the third Dalton film that never obviously never got made was going to be called Property of a Lady. Yeah, I've read and that. It was, yeah. it was primarily set uh, in like Japan. And a, a lot of the sequences that ended up in Goldeneye were from those uh, original scripts. Well, I've also you know. read that um, the early drafts of Goldeneye, when it was called Goldeneye then, yeah. was yeah. with Dalton in mind. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, yeah. and I think he just got tired of waiting around. Yeah. Him, I think. I still think he could have, I, he could have done another bomb. He, even with that six year period in between, yeah. it would have been what, maybe four or five years and then they would have started because they would have started filming it in what late ninety three, early yeah. ninety four. It was a right issue. Think, that's why. That's why. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I get that. No, no. What I'm saying is, I still think Dalton could have done it. He yeah. would. He still looked good in ninety four. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, oh, he could. Uh, he could have done it. You know, and it's such a shame it, for me personally with him being my favourite Bond. Yeah. And my and my issues. The older I've got, the many issues that I have with Brosnan. Brosnan's portrayal of Bond. I I just think, oh, it's that whole what if. Oh, if only Dalton hadn't gone. See you later. I'm bored yeah. waiting, mate. I'm out of yeah. there. If only he just hung on and done Goldeneye. Or yeah. just, you know, Goldeneye and one more, you know. 
The problem is, because in that period of time, I mean, as I say, it's going to be six years before No Time to Die, but then in, in six years was a long, seemed a longer period in those it was days. A life, it was a lifetime. It was a lifetime. It almost needed that spark of a reboot of a new Bond. That's probably... Uh, yeah, I get yeah, but yeah, I would yeah. have. I mean, I would have loved Dalton to do more. I love would, Dalton you know. But it's that whole thing. It's like if Dalton had done Goldeneye, would it have been much of a success? And then w- would it be a case of now we don't even have Bond films anymore? No, could have been. Think could've about been. that. Think about um, that. You know, crazy. I, I, because I, I think. You know, I think. Yeah, carry on. Go. You know, because obviously we we licensed to kill. You know it. it you know it it died a death in, in america it was yeah. big here it was big in europe it was massive in the far east yeah. but in america it, it did nothing because it was that whole thing of like summer it was it was the last bomb film to release in the summertime yeah. and what came out in the summer of 89 batman last crusade it yeah. killed, they, they killed everything stone it, dead it, you know? and i think in america ghostbusters 2 came out in the summer yes it did yeah Eight, uh, no, 89 uh, was ridiculous for films. it was like it was 89 ridiculous. was like the first year it was like the blueprint of what we have now. Yep. Let's say let's say we don't yeah. we have a a, a a let's say there's no pandemic and we're all because yeah. even even before all this backlog of films, yeah. we, most summers and most years now you have yeah. a, a big film every couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Not like, and because of the short windows you have, yeah. it, it's it's all based on a weekend rather than a month. You know. Yeah. But that was the first year, like the blueprint of what we have now. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Two came out that summer as well. Yeah, of course, yeah, of course. It was, um, it was crazy there. I remember yeah. going to the city because we would have both been eleven in eighty nine. Yeah, and I, you know, and I remember going to the cinema loads that year. Yeah, see all, all of those. Three, Crack Kid Three came out that summer. It is, um, it is. Um, yeah. So, and I think the, and obviously we'll get to last of the kid a little bit, but I think, I think the rating didn't help it. Yeah, massively. No, uh, and yeah, um, I, I think my favourite Bond Bond is probably Connery. I think the best actors, either Daniel Craig or Timothy Dalton, the best actor. Yeah. But it's probably Connery, but I find it so difficult because some days I'm like, I'm in a Roger Moore. It's yeah. <laughs> Roger Moore. <laughs> some days. I watched yeah. those two Daltons. Like, oh, I love to be Dalton. Such a shame yeah. he didn't do at least one yeah. more. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. I I have that. I'm a little bit of the same page as you with Brosnan. Mm. Uh, I, one, I of my friend, one of my friends actually finds Brosnan a bit sleazy. I, I, is, I, yeah, I, I get that. I, I always find a little bit Brosnan is doing like a culmination of all the four previous Bonds. Yeah, but whilst adding re- his portrayal of Remington yeah, Steel, yeah, you watch you, you know, I've I've watched some Remington Steel over the years, and he's basically doing what he did in his his Bond, yeah, films, yeah, yeah, you know. Um, and I like don't, don't get me wrong, I like Pierce Brosnan. I, I, mm. I just sub, I find sometimes find the the script let the scripts letting down in these ones with the silly double entendres and jokes, and so you so you like you got him trying to do a bit of Roger Moore, then sometimes he's a bit of Connery, and Connery, sometimes yeah. he's a bit more emotional, like Dalton and Lazenby. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and it's fine. It, and I don't, I like them all, actually, but I, I think probably Connery, based on his first five. Mm, well, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, but I understand he is starting to do that. Well, not really wanting to be here in your early mm-hmm. twice. 
Thunderbolts. <laughs> yes, Cabal completely. Yeah, well, it's kind of started in Thunderball, really, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, right, let's move on to the top five. So your number five is? My number five now that you know we're now at you know god level standard <laughs> you know uh my number my number five is casino royale right so my number five is yeah. live and let die right live let die here we go so, <laughs> right i'm gonna edit i might edit this bit out actually just, okay. just i just want to ask you something because i just want to double check that we haven't missed one um okay. have we have you had octopussy yet or have you got it that high we are. You've got that high. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? No, it's not that. I just want to make sure. No, we. Worried no, we haven't you, spoken about one. No, right, right, Chris, you haven't made a mistake. Octopussy is that good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so your number five is Casino, Casino Royale. Royale. Right. Yes. So my number five is Live and Let Die. So let's talk about Live and Let Die because you've had Live and Let Die at number six. Number six. So very similar. We're getting yeah. quite similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is one of the first bomb films I've seen. And yeah. I could quite yeah. understand some people putting this quite low for many reasons. Yeah, I, yeah, um, I can. Some I people can. do. This is a divisive Bond film, I find. Yeah. Some people put it low, some people put it high. Yeah. But I think due, it's, this has got a major nostalgia factor, this one, because Huge. this was yeah. on telly yeah. all, all the, the time. Every, every year, <laughs> ITV used to show this. Always, and, always. And it's because <laughs> of those that, those viewing figures that they yeah. got for the first yeah. showing of it. Yeah, and, of course. And that was one of the ones I had on Beat the Max. I watched it loads uh, <laughs> i love the like, theme um yeah and i just think it's 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 the best 70s bond film personally yes no it is it is it goes without saying it just it's very is 70s. it's very 70s um i think jane seymour's really good at playing that sort of virginal sort of slightly yes. mysterious yes. woman in it mm. Um, mm. who needs saving, but the reason why she needs saving is because she's been so sheltered. So there's a yeah. reason for it, rather than just being exactly. rubbish. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she slightly falls into the tropes of those those Bond girls from the 70s, but I, I find there's a bit more of a reason mm. for it. Um, I'm obviously, there's obviously a little bit of a, a bit dodgy that she's she's being kept aside for, for Dr. Kananga to have yeah, 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 as, yeah, as when he feels uh, like, yeah. Obviously now what we're looking at, probably some of the, well, definitely the, the look at the, the black characters, the portrayal of the black characters, all mm. that is, yeah. I think, apart from the one CIA agent who rescues Bond, uh, mm. who suddenly disappears, who actually, you think yeah. But they never seem to show it. No, I know, yeah. Funeral yeah. sequence, he's there, and then he goes, well, he's gone. And yeah, I always he's, he's gone. he yeah. did something out, but they have <laughs> No, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh, it's, oh, it's uh, so he just... Yeah. So mm. the, I think that, that that is slightly problematic, and I know that it's sort of... The, the, the feeling of the film is 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 sort of a little bit of the black exploitation film. Of course, yeah. Because yeah. at that time, you know, there was you know Foxy, Foxy Brown and yeah. like American Gun touches on the martial arts films of the seventies. Yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. Um, yeah. But there is that element of living let die. So obviously, now in a very modern audience, which we probably wouldn't have 
had noticed or seen back or even no. thought about in yeah. the 80s. It just didn't. You know, no. I think you, sometimes people forget the innocence of youth a bit. Oh, completely, and you yeah. Just, just like the film. I think yeah. now for modern audiences, there are some issues in that. But I think it's probably a very early a very early uh, depiction of, of a white man kissing a black woman. Uh, um, yes, yeah, yeah. On film. I think you're right. Probably yeah, certainly in a, in a major Hollywood film, yeah, yeah. a big film, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but she yeah. turns out to be a baddie. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know yeah. Ross was original choice for Solitaire. Yes, yes, she was. It would have been very interesting and yeah, very, yeah. very. Uh, but there you mm. go. Um, mm. But all of that aside, it's it's still an entertaining film. It's, a, it's, one well, the, it's a wonderful film. It's a wonderful essential Bond films that you just, when you think of a James Bond film, there's yeah. certain films, Goldfinger, uh, yeah. You Only Live Twice, Spy yeah. Love Me, But yeah. They Die, and it's got everything in it. I mean, why, 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 why do you like it so much? Uh, you know, nostalgic glow aside, as you were saying, you know, just just one of those things that reminds me of being a kid like you know you know it's up there with like lot you know long hot summers that lasted forever you know host 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 pipe bands <laughs> <laughs> and uh and you know and live and let die you know yeah, yeah. um it's you know the best bomb theme um you know i think all i think they they'd learn from all the many many mistakes they made in diamonds are forever Whilst it's still, a, yes, it's a 70s Bond, obviously, 1973. I don't really think there's very little cheese in it. Very little cheese. Um, I think the set pieces are great. Solitaire is incredible. Um, I like the, you know, um, Yepikoto. He's unbelievable in it. Yeah, as as really Dr. Kananga was to be. Yeah, 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 brilliant baddie, you know. You know, and he's in a lot it, yeah. as well. He's in the film a lot. Yes, a lot. So it's not a just lot, the, you know. bad, the baddie that turns up at the end. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. In Bond yeah, 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 completely. Yeah, he's yeah. in it a lot. He's a main, you know, um, I think and that voodoo element really does yeah. give that sort of slight mystery. Edge, yeah, yeah, it's kind of just, yeah, yeah, horror edge. Yeah, big, big time. Um, I think Teehee is a wonderful henchman. Yeah. You know, and that... Again, we were talking earlier about Moonraker, about there are certain scenes of films when you're a kid that you just, when you watch it, you rewind it and you watch it again. Yeah. That 20, 25 minute sequence in the middle from when they go to the alligator farm. Yeah. That whole bit where he's stranded on the little island and he jumps across the, yeah, yeah. the alligators and crocodiles. Um, all the you know, through, you know, and through the speedboat chase, that whole 25 minute sequence Whilst I see a lot of people saying it's overlong, I think it's one of my absolute favourite Bond sequences uh, in any Bond film. I it's think great. it's unbelievable. I think I prefer and, it now to when I did when I was younger. No, oh, completely, completely. It's the fact it was all done for real. I and mean, for yeah. many years, they held, they probably still do, that, you know, um, it, they held the Guinness Book, they held the Guinness World Record for the biggest speedboat jump. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, and they probably beautiful. still do, you know. And, and, and the fact and, it, was all, it was all done for real. Yeah. And a lot of that sequence, there's no music. No, it's all. And, it, and then the music tense. comes. Yeah, yeah. And then the music comes in at the very end. Yeah, live yeah. and let die. Yeah. 
theme yeah. comes in the very end because yeah, George yeah, Martin's yeah. doing the music. Yeah, and we brings it, it in. I, do you remember? I used to have the soundtrack on vinyl. Yes, you do. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And um, and George and, and that really bringing the music in suddenly after we haven't had the music yeah. for any music it's so ten well minutes. Done. Really, yeah. really works well. Um, I think it's a great. I think David Hedison's Felix Slater is great. Yeah, it's brilliant. Absolutely really brilliant. Even though he's yeah. actually not in that much. Um, yeah. as a, and I think, and that voodoo element and the ending where it's still alive. Yeah, Baron it's still, is still uh, alive. Yeah, I love like, it. Yeah, I, I, a it's unusual for a Bond film to yeah. sort of touch on yeah. that. Um, yeah. Supernatural. Yeah, 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 the eternal life. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't get you. Can't yeah, kill him. Can't kill me. So, um, yeah, but don't no, you remember? What I mean is that there's a scene uh, earlier in the film where Bond first gets to San Monique and he goes to the hotel. You know the whole Mrs. Bond. That yeah. was because right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and 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 there's the whole kind of Baron Samony bit where he's doing the dance for the for the people yeah, who are yeah. staying at the hotel. And and the, and the and the announcers like Baron Samley, the man that cannot die. Yeah. And he says it there, and that's you know, and, I'm on, and he sat on the end of the train at the end. And yeah, you know what, Gary, you've actually made me want to go watch Live and Let Die. <laughs> I, I, I think I think I'm, you know, I, that's the film I'm going to be watching this afternoon. I'm you going to be watching what, Live and Let Die. You know we were talking about we, we were thinking of in future podcasts, and we might do this in future podcasts, doing a commentary yeah. along with us. Yeah, I think yeah. the first one we should do is live and let die. I'm, I'm, <laughs> down. I'm, I'm so down with that. I, I cannot wait. <laughs> That'd be great. It'll be so much fun doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I think yeah, in short, in short, it's bloody great. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love living it. Yeah, I must. Yeah. And, and yeah. I reckon that there was a, right. I mean, there was a point I watched Star Wars every single day. Yeah, I reckon I probably watched the Living It Die most weeks. Yeah, it was. Yeah, every day. Yeah. Yeah. But I watched it most weeks, and I reckon yeah. it's probably yeah. one film I've seen most. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, I think you're right. For me as well, it's you know. It was the one I always went back to again. Yeah. Even even when I bought them all again on DVD, like we all did at the start of the yeah. uh, the new the new the new millennium, you know, it was what you know. It was it was the DVD out of all those that I probably watched the most. And I must at the saying again, it looks amazing on Blu-ray. If you ever mm. get a chance, I, I mean, if you ever, I don't know if you've got them on Blu-ray, but if you ever get that Blu-ray box set, mm. get it because they look. The old ones look amazing. Mm. Absolutely amazing. The, the, the HD mastering, they've done such yeah. a good job. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've watched a few of them. I've watched a few. I I haven't got the I've got any bonds on uh, on Blu-ray. Um, but I, I've streamed them. I've done a Blu-ray stream of them. They, yeah, they look incredible. Absolutely yeah. incredible. Um, I mean, I imagine one day. I mean, I know they've released the Daniel Craig ones. I imagine they'll release them on 4K one day. Oh, they will, yeah. Of course they will. And I imagine they'll look pretty amazing. Yeah, it'd be almost too real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you got at number five, Live and Let... Um, I had at number five, Live and Let Die. You at, yeah. at number five... Casino Royale. So what's your number four? My number four... <laughs> it's Octopussy. <laughs> <laughs> so I had this down at number fourteen. Yes. 
Blasphemy. You and I. <laughs> used to sit watching films. I can remember my... Uh, you'd gone home for the day. Oh, you'd gone home. I think it might have been. You might have been. You were living in Ely at the time. So you'd stayed yeah. with me for a weekend. You'd yeah. gone home. And my mum went, what are you two laughing at? You two were laughing at something. And I said, yeah, we're watching Octopussy. And she was like, well, the James Bond film. <laughs> 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 yeah. Because you know, I used to watch Sandman again and again. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's probably, once again, one of the ones I've seen the most. Yeah, because, yeah, again, yeah. Um, and I understand why you've got it in the top five. Once yeah. again, there's a little bit like Live and Let Die. There's some issues in it. <laughs> yes, they're <laughs> massive. <laughs> Racial stereotypes. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I don't want to try yeah. too, too much on that. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. entertaining Bond film. It's definitely the first one where you're like, Roger Moore is too old here. Um, yes. yeah. But yeah, but he I just actually, about got away with me. I actually think it's actually got over a lot of other Roger Moore's. It's got quite. a a complex, convoluted plot. Yeah, big time. Big which time. is to its benefit, because it starts off with this thing with forgeries and the Fabergé egg, and then turns into, actually, it's just a front to release a bomb on the US base in yeah. in Germany. East Germany, I think. Yeah, was it, uh, in, uh, yeah. In yeah East Germany. Yeah, East Germany, Karl Marxstadt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I... Um, it, it's got quite a convoluted complex plot and actually when i was younger it used to take me a little while to get, get oh, completely it, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I you know I, I won't lie i didn't really understand it so much when i was a kid i just enjoyed the set pieces uh, yeah. and the train stuff at the end is great really Amazing. good um, <laughs> and, yeah. um no no I, mean, I understand why you got it that high but once again this is one that it often gets ranked yes I've seen for, it. For, I've seen it at the bottom of some. Yeah, things. yeah, I have, I have, I have. Um, for for me, you know, I, I, again, I, I spoke about it earlier with Moonraker, with that, the kind of renaissance that yeah. certain Bond films have had with me over over the past five, ten, fifteen years. Um, no more so than Octopussy. There was again. It was when I was a kid, like Moonraker. I loved it. You know, yeah. and then through, you know, teenage years, early 20s, I was just like, oh, it's a bit, a bit of cheesy guff, you know. Uh, uh, but again, it's probably like Live and Let Die, that nostalgia thing. But I do genuinely think, you know, looking at it from, from like with adult eyes, you know, the plot is brilliant. And, you know, Again, you know, I, I think it's you know a wonderful plot. Like you said, you know, when it starts out with just simple forgery as a front for, for the, you know this nuclear bomb going off on a US airbase in the middle of East Germany, it's wonderfully done. Uh, I think again, the set pieces are incredible. The tra- the stuff done on the train, it was actually done at uh, a Heritage Railway about. I don't know, five miles away from where I actually live yeah, now. Yeah, and, I, and, um, yeah. and then there was, yeah, and like, um, it, was, it would have been, I think last summer, um, me and my son, 
my girlfriends we were walking through fairy meadows which is uh, like a massive kind of like green space big park yeah. on the edge of peterborough yeah. and a uh, new valley railway actually goes through it and we actually you know uh, i got very very excited we were standing on uh, on the platform where, <laughs> where where roger moore goes past on the in the mercedes car oh, when he goes on right, the track yeah, yeah. you know and I was standing there, and I was trying to explain this to like my my seven my, se- my seven year olds. Yes, Ferry Meadows. Um, yeah, because Lean Valley Railway goes through Ferry yeah, Meadows. Because yeah. uh, uh, went to Ferry Meadows, me and my mum and dad, and me and my son. The yeah. when we could all get together the summer yeah. before last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I didn't realise Lean Valley yeah. Railway went through there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, the, the actual um, th- there's a bit in the film where like um, he, he's on the railway tracks um, on, in the Mercedes follow that car <laughs> and, <laughs> and um, it's when he goes on to like um, when the signalman changes the tracks and, and he's going on the track next to the train yeah. and it goes through a station and like there's an old lady standing on the platform she sort of does a double take at the car yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the platform that's in the oh. middle of Fairy Meadows, right? Um, I know. And I was trying to explain to my eight-year-old who doesn't give, do, doesn't really care about <laughs> Bond movies, why I'm so excited to be standing <laughs> here. And it went straight over his head. Oh, and, yeah. yeah, of course. Uh, I didn't realise that. But the, yeah. but yeah, I mean that's, and also there's quite a number of, you know, there's there's a different number of different baddies with different. Yes. Yeah, things and even Octopussy. Octopussy is what she's wonderful in it. Absolutely yeah, she's wonderful. actually an under, underrated Bond. Massively underrated Bond. Um, she's and and she carries on throughout. She she's a forger. She's a forger, and she's yeah. quite prepared to carry on with doing. That. Yeah, exactly. She doesn't yeah. turn. She doesn't no, turn. No, but she does not agree with with the nuclear bomb aspect. No, exactly. Exactly people because she's yeah. that, she's not that type of villain so there's a little bit more complexity yeah and and, also, and, and and the backstory involving her father yeah bond was sent out to go and find him and yeah, arrest yeah. him you yeah. know and and you know she she you know he he let her father die an honorable death rather yeah. than which, come I back think away. Was, which was the plot of the octopusy short story yes it was yeah yeah so, uh, uh, major yeah. De- dexter Smythe. Uh, I think, yeah yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. It, it, I think it's more of an it's a definitely an underrated Bond film, more interesting Massive. than a lot of people yeah, give credit yeah. for. Great um, henchman, great henchman again. Gabinda is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, the 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 sequence is a couple of pro- the, the sequence in India on the little sort of tricycle type cars they have yeah. it's quite obvious when they go from location filming to studio film oh, of course yeah but it's so it's brilliant it's that at the time but it's you, so you much really fun it though there. it's so but much fun slightly. yeah completely yeah, that bag yourself <laughs> don't worry it's a company car <laughs> when bj dies in it bond is genuinely upset uh, about it yeah yeah, hurts, yeah. fantastic acting from roger moore in that sequence yeah, yeah. he does it he never gets credit for his acting, but he's he is a really good actor. You know those sort of like chainsaw, those ripsaw things that yes. they, they have that always yeah. used to be yeah. edited by ITV as well. Massively, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Again, like we were talking about Diamonds Are Forever earlier, it wasn't until many years later where I saw the unedited fight sequence. It wasn't until I got it on VHS yeah. that I saw the whole the the proper ripsaw. Yeah, yeah. you know, so, it's, uh, it's funny. It's funny, but no, I. I I understand why you got it there because, especially yeah. you and me, that's the one. Yeah, that always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
places. <laughs> and we used to sit there having an absolute laugh about it. I yeah. mean, I call it carry on bond. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but yeah. it still, yeah. it does it in a way though, a little bit that the Pierce Brosnan one sometimes used to try to do. Of course they did. It yeah. was cheesy, but in an entertaining way. Yeah. And it in was, sometimes yeah. Pierce Brosnan films were cheesy, but they almost looked like they were taking the mick. Yeah, a but it's in, a, in a sleazy way, in a yeah, sleazy way, a little bit know. too self-referential. Yeah, and all. yeah. Um, yeah. But Roger Ball is, is started there. There is different difference between Fury's only and Octopussy. Yeah, there is. Yes, on hair as the last film. Worst, yes, he was. He was. He was getting a bit too old by the time of Octopussy. But I like the fact that you know, Maud Adams, who played Octopussy, was the, was an an elder Bond girl. You yeah, know, yeah. she was closer to Roger Moore's age, yeah. and it kind of worked. You know, yeah. it was kind of believable. Yeah. Um, the Bond girl that's been older than Bond himself is Honor Blackman, who's older than Sean Connery. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only, only yeah, one. She was also, I've been saying that she only passed away recently. She was, hmm. she was 40. She was almost I know, 40. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I know, crazy, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, but, um, yeah, so... Your your number four is Octopussy. Uh, yep. My number four is Casino Royale. Right. So when it was announced they were going to reboot Bond, mm. I thought it was a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, oh, it's just because Batman Begins was successful yeah. and good. Yeah. And now yeah. they're doing it with Bond. Yeah. Just put a new actor in and... You know, I was quite pleased that they'd, they'd got the rights to Casino Royale. Yes. Uh, if I actually, once again, this is one of the only Bond books I've read. I think I've only read about three Bond books. Mm. Um, and Casino Royale was one of them. And I thought, oh, yeah, that could make it quite... If they keep it quite close... And the whole casino sequence in the middle is very close to the book. Oh, hugely, yeah. Yeah. Very short. Yeah. So the casino, the casino bit, and obviously then they padded it round it. Um, mm. But I was... Um, very skeptical about about this re doing it as a reboot um and because then all the chronology doesn't sort of work out and it doesn't it mm. you know all that mm. um but when then but then i saw it yeah that pre that pre-title sequence black and white oh. it's, it's an amazing film it is unbel- it's it's uh, it's got to be up there, and it's an absolutely yeah. amazing film, Casino Royale. Yeah. It's got every time you watch it. I've got, I know a, f- a friend of mine who used to literally watch it every day. He loved wow. it so much. Wow, he loved it so much. And every time you watch it, it's 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 just so it's just so good. Mm-hmm. You know, you start off with that action sequence mm-hmm. on the top of the cranes, which could have been a pre-title sequence. Yeah, yeah. I know. That it, scene, watching that in the cinema, the first, I was. I was dumbfounded. Sound, I've never seen anything um, like David that. David Arnold's score is brilliant. Yeah, yeah it is. So, and it, the Bond score, but not being too, you know, yeah. all the different locations. Eva Green is good at it. Yeah. There's all these different things going on. My slight complaint with it is that it feels like there's lots of endings. <laughs> there are a lot of endings. It's the bit yeah. where the chief suddenly dies. And I always think he dies yeah. very quickly. Yeah, yeah very. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's in hospital. I think he's yeah. right. It's finishing in a minute. And yeah, then, no. you go, yeah, then you've got a whole end sequence, yeah, 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 sequence. And it's oh, god, yeah, it's amazing. To Vesper and all that is yeah. brilliant the way that the building's sinking, yeah. but yeah. It, it does feel like 
we've got another ending and here's another ending um daniel craig's obviously great in it as this bit of brutal bond yeah. uh, what what number did you have casino royal as? uh casino royal for me was number five wow yeah so what yeah. was your sort of thoughts of it um You know, after Die Another Day came out, I'd virtually kind of, I, I had no interest in kind of new Bond films, really. You know, uh, you know, it kind of, when it, announced, when it was announced that, um, you know, Brosnan wasn't going to be doing any more, I was kind of like, okay, good. You know, I was, I was happy about that. Um, I remember seeing, uh, I remember seeing, going to cinema in, I don't know when it had been, 2000 and, Four two thousand five. Go and watch Layer Cake. Yeah, obviously, you know, uh, you know Daniel Craig and that. And I thought I remember coming out of that film and going, he'd make a brilliant Bond. You know, brutal. Yeah. You know, because you know the the way action films were were, were being made and the kind of vibe of action films and thrillers and stuff had changed so much in that early noughties period. You know, obviously with the Bourne films and things just getting a bit more kind of real a bit more yeah. brutal you know yeah. the new bat you know batman begins quite yeah. a brutal dark films were getting darker you yeah. know people didn't want you know fancy kind of candy floss films anymore you know neon lit and all that they wanted darkness a bit more real a bit more kind of grainy grounded a bit more heft in their films and it was announced you know i couldn't understand that whole thing of like you know daniel craig that do you remember that at the time yeah, everyone was very daniel, daniel craig what no james no Blond. he's not james yeah james Blond. Blond. oh my god i was just like oh my i was just like he would be a ma- would have thought people would be blondest yeah i know yeah yeah unbelievable right <laughs> um and and i remember seeing the trailer and i was like okay this could be good this could be good and i was like you know origin story i was like well okay you know it might be interesting it's an interesting idea because you know where bond had come from you know before the films it had been spoken about but you'd never seen it you know about this whole thing of like okay how does he get his license to kill you know you know and i you know i literally as soon as the film started i remember going to see it in the cinema and the first you know you kind of straight into that first scene right and it's black and white and i was like I remember looking around, I'm looking around, I was like, he had to turn the colour on. I was like, it's, you know, um, and, and straight and then off the whole, back, you were thinking, this is going to be a bit different. Yeah, a little bit different, a little bit different. And I was like, I was like, wow, you know. And then, you know, and then the song, you know, the song kicks in, that whole sequence, the whole like yeah. first five minutes, I was like, this is, but also, oh, that, wow. This and is also, that is also, I think, one of the best um, title sequences. Oh god, yeah, yeah, because completely. Also, as you say, it's black and white, and then suddenly that colour comes in, sort yeah. of like a homage to the gun barrel sequence, and then the yeah. blood comes in. Yeah. That's yeah. why I can understand why the gun barrel sequence wasn't in that bit. I, I no, get completely. it. Uh, and yeah, then you've got that raw colour, which is hinting at what's going to come in the film yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's very, really something very colourful. Yeah. You're right; it's more grounded, but it doesn't get. He does it in a way that the tone they got for that film was just right. It was where perfect. they don't go too dark. 
no. which they may have tried. No. I think they tried to a little bit in Quantum of Solace. Yeah, and and um, and Spectre as well. So, yeah, even like the color, but it's still quite vibrant. You know, you sit in Jamaica and everything's sort of yeah. very vibrant, bright yeah. colors. There, yeah. but it's doing yeah. it in a way that's a bit more grounded. Mm-hmm. But we they don't rely on shaky cam. They're still no. doing it a little bit of the Bond way, and in a little bit, it's it's taken it's taken inspiration from the films of that period but also from the bond films of the 60s yes yes yeah i'd agree with that especially that film yeah and especially Casino Royale, you know um, and probably getting with, the director that had done one before helped because oh, big had- time. yeah 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 like, like i was saying before when we were talking about golden Eye, i couldn't believe it was the same director yeah i could not believe it was the same director casino royale was his best film oh by far his oh, best. Fun. I mean, I mean, his his first sorrow film is pretty good, mm. but um, that is his his best film. It's it's, it's a it's a brilliant film. Yeah. And yeah. even now you watch it and it's it still holds up. It's oh, still, big time, you know, big time. It's crazy. It's crazy. Cra- I don't know. That's all. <laughs> it's crazy that that film is fifteen years old and it's still so box fresh. Yeah. Like you were saying, when it comes out the pre-title sequence and then into that that chase sequence. Oh my. What, uh, I couldn't believe it. I was it was like an adrenaline rush. That the I, first twenty minutes of that film, it's incredible, absolutely incredible. Well, I I because I went to see it with my friend Elliot and his girlfriend, Rita Crowell, <laughs> and, uh, and he had long been going out with him, actually. And we went to yeah. see it uh, in in London, and yeah. all three of us came out going, "My God, that was what? amazing!" Uh, yeah. And Jenny and I hadn't long been going out, and she because she was living in Birmingham at the time. So then I, I think I went to visit her that weekend, yeah. and I was like, "We're going to see, we're going to see it again, we're going to see it again." <laughs> and obviously, she loved it as well. She likes films, but the it it, it was it was amazing, and I still watch it, and I think it's amazing. Oh, and well, that's why it's obviously in the top five. Um, yeah. yeah, and and Eva Green's great as as Vespa. But all the casting's great in it. I always thought it's oh, Judy Denchester as M. It's all weird, but it's, it makes yeah. it does work oh, well, especially so especially what happens in then Quantum and then Skyfall. It works well, and it's yeah. it's um, no, it's you, it's great. You're talking about you know brutal sequences, probably the most brutal sequence in any Bond film when he has to sit when he's sat naked on the chair. Yeah. Oh, and no. I, I, I I was just like obviously I'd read the book. And obviously, the, the carpet beater sequence is in the book. And I remember thinking, they're not going to, they can't put that in the film. That's too, that's too oh, on the I knuckle. Mean, that, that, I reckon that must I be couldn't the, believe highest, it in there. the highest 12. That oh, God, done. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, you know, I could, there's a few you know, 12s that you know, this is a, this is a 12. Yeah. Um, this is, it, there would have easily been a 15 when we were kids. Yeah. Well, you know. the Blu ray's 15. Yeah. And it just yeah. slightly, apparently, just cuts out a second where the Shifa looks like he's enjoying himself. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. Out. It's only a, literally a slight. You can't even really notice it. But yeah. I was always wondering, why is that a 15? The Blu-rays are 15. Yeah. And that's yeah. why the Blu-rays are 15. And it's because of that sequence. Because it is yeah. a brutal sequence. It's brutal. And it's, it's absolutely fairly, It's fairly graphic. They, you, you, quite, you understand what they're doing. It's not like a of ludicrous. Course. No, 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 no! It's there, front and center. That yeah, that's what he's doing, and you, yeah, and, you yeah, yeah. and you're and you're watching it. Yeah, you know, yeah, so, every 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 man in the cinema yeah, squirming. Yeah. <laughs> so they were how they got that past to a twelve is always 
baffles me still, mm-hmm. but anyway, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my number four and your number five. Correct. So your number four was Octopussy. Octopus. So what's your number three? My, right, here we go. My number three is The Living Daylights. Right, so my number eight is The Living Daylights. Yes. And when we had one of our first breaks, I went downstairs. Oh, hello. <laughs> hello, there she is. And then found, oh. found this, which is still in really good condition. <laughs> That's a good that's worth a bit of money, mate, I think. So, uh, yeah, it's my original Living Daylight soundtrack vinyls, as light as anything, as the old yeah, one yeah. is. Yeah, I remember you doing me a copy of that on cassette. Yeah. I remember uh, listening to it over and over and over again on my Walkman. Uh, and I also had, this is what I mean, I went, I went Living Daylight's mad. I went Bond mad. Yeah. When it came out. I had, was, a, it, I had this, I had that um, poster book. Yeah, um, yeah. Every, yeah, there was the the, yeah. the official movie book as yes. well. I remember, yeah. That twenty five years of yeah. Bond, which yeah. I think you had. Yeah, I had. Yeah, we got yeah. it. We didn't get it then. We got it. It was repackaged when Licence to Kill we, came. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. So we had. Yeah. We still have it somewhere. My mother, my mother yeah. We yeah. had um, that as well. So I went Bond Man. Yeah. This, this was the first one I saw in the cinema. We saw it together in the cinema, I think. No, I went with my mum. My mum and oh, brother. really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I could have thought we young. saw this at the cinema. No, no. I, I, we went to the Cromwell. Yeah, I saw mum, the Cromwell. Yeah, I saw the Cromwell. Yeah. So my mum, me and my brother went. And my brother no, was quite young. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so I remember we went with the girl that lived next door to us, Alison. It was me, yeah. Alison, and my mum. That was it. Yeah. Sorry, mate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, Robert, already, my brother had only been about six. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah. so, yeah, so we went to, and I loved it then, and I still yeah, love it. And it's my favourite. It's my favourite to be the Dalton film. Um, because mm. why it's my favourite over the to kill, I think it's because it just has, an, it, it's, it's showing Timothy Dalton do more of a typical Bond film but an yeah. updated one in the 80s. So yes. it had all the Bond in it, which mm. License to Kill didn't quite so much. That's one of the mm. good things about License to Kill. Mm. It has all the Bond elements in it, but with a different Bond mm. in it. And it feels mm. like an 80s Bond film. It feels like, I don't know, it's difficult to say, but it's got all everything. It's got the gadgets in it. It's got, it's got a brand new car in it. Yeah. It's got a few of the whips. But I think it's a really good sort of plot. It's another quite convoluted, complicated story. Yeah, where. Yeah. You're trying to do Double one thing, yeah. something else, um, mm. and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've always and, and and her as the Bond girl. People used to complain about her, but I, th- I think she's good in it because she's someone that is out of her depth, yeah, being, completely being brought into it because yeah. not by her own will, by mm. by being conned, really. Mm. Uh, but mm. and yeah, what's what's your? I mean, obviously, you've got it really high. It really high. It's my number three. So uh, yeah, I mean, it was the first Bond film I saw at the cinema. Yep. Um, and yeah, like you, yeah, eighty-seven. Especially because it, it was. I, I remember that year, Bond was everywhere because it was the twenty-fifth anniversary. Yeah, I remember that. I remember there being TV specials about Bonds. Uh, I remember like, like there was like just loads of stuff. I yeah. Um, I remember, yeah, like that Christmas, I got the movie poster book for Christmas. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, it was. Uh, I think that was the year that I got Thunderball on on VHS. We were talking <laughs> yeah, about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah summer yeah, yeah. Um For me, it was. I know it's just kind of. It's whilst it's got things you know that I can pick apart, and I think I think the film loses its way a little bit with the whole sequence on the on the airfield in Afghanistan. Yeah. But for me, that first the first kind of hour of that film. Is pretty much perfect. Yeah. The pre-title yeah. sequence is perfect, and then straight to the bit that was taken from the, the short story *Living Daylight*, the whole assassination yeah. with Kara at the window and stuff. Yeah. That whole sequence of like getting Kosk off when yeah. he defects is unbelievable. It it's so well done. And if ever a different portrayal of Bond shift as big as I, between no. *View of You no. to a Kill of the Living Daylight*, yeah. Assume, yeah. not so much yeah. that pre-title sequence, no. but Definitely that, in that bit with that the, sequence, he is so yeah. different, much more yeah, yeah. He's, serious. Yeah. And... He's, he's a spy. He, he's the Bond from yeah. the books. You know, Dalton. Do- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Section twenty-six, paragraph five. Need to know. I'm sure you understand. Um, and it, from that, and then obviously the next sequence with you know Koskov um, at the safe house yeah. and Necros. Necros. What a henchman! Yeah, with the yeah. exploding milk bottles, and you yeah. know, and, and and again, that was that fight sequence between Necros and the and the guy in the kitchen always cut on ITV. Again, it wasn't until was many it? years later, oh. but I saw how brutal it was when he pushes his face onto yeah. the hot plate yeah, and all yeah, that. It is, it's uh, a brutal fight sequence. It's the first time because um, I've only ever seen Living Daylights uncut because right. of, when it came out. I think I rented it when it came yeah. out to rent. And, and then copied and then, it? No, no, no. Um, oh, okay. I got it for Christmas when it came oh, out okay. to buy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, right. Whenever yeah. It, yeah. it probably came out to buy Christmas 88. Or it would have been 88, yeah, yeah. Christmas yeah. 89. Maybe. Christmas 89. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever yeah. Christmas it came out to buy, mm. I got it. So I've only ever seen it. Yeah. Um, uncut. Uh, uncut. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> It was the first pre-recorded Bond video I had, Living yeah. Daylights. Yeah. I just loved it so much. I just yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. loved yeah. it. Yeah. And and it still holds. I mean, obviously, I've got it still pretty high. It's still, and that's actually when you know when you and I you, you would said to me about Goldeneye being overrated. I originally had Living Daylights at ten, right, and Goldeneye at eight. Right. And then you said that to me. I had a rethink. Yeah. I watched Spectre again. Yeah. And I was like, well, Spectre's staying there. I prefer yeah. Living Daylights to Spectre. Yeah. And, uh, and I prefer Living Daylights to GoldenEye. So I swapped them. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, Living Daylights. Uh, it's one of those, probably one of those nostalgic bonds because we, I went so Bond mad. Yeah, that, yeah, completely. You know? But that, that film, is it's more than nostalgia for me. I genuinely think... It's a great, it's a great bomb, and I, and I, 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 I do generally think sometimes that if we hadn't had films like *Living Daylights* and *License to Kill*, we wouldn't have got the kind of real, the kind of raw and real portrayal of Bond that we got from Craig. Yeah, yeah. Bond had to change, but again, yeah. it's very much at the time. You look at the look at the films that were coming, the action movies in like '87. They change. Look at it was like *Lethal Weapon*. Yeah. You know, *Tango and Cash*. These kind of like you know uh, action. Cop films were changing. Yeah, they were changing. Die Hard. You know. die hard. Yeah, yeah, it was more, more real violence yeah. and yeah. But but also they did still did quips. 
Yes. Yeah, no, yeah, completely. Yeah. They took probably from Bond, but they just increased they it. Yeah, yeah, just increased it. Yeah, yeah, it turned the loudness level up and things like that. Which is actually one of my problems with License to Kill, but I think we're going to come to that. <laughs> I think we are, you think? Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, that was your number three. Uh, three. Yeah. So my number three is Skyfall. Okay. So I prefer it to Casino Royale, and I prefer it to Casino Royale due to the fact that I think it flows better as a film and doesn't have, Phil has that tact on ending. Mm -hmm. um, I love that Skyfall's based in the UK. Yeah. And our majority of it. And yeah. I think Daniel Craig feels very confident as Bond in this one. It's much mm -hmm. more how Bond you would think it to be. Um, but in a good way, it's sort of brushes off the problems there for quantum solace a bit oh, you've got a great time. villain you've got a really good villain menacing unbelievable villain, villain. And, yeah. and you know it's great stuff like through the in running around the underground yeah. tube stations in london yeah. all that type of thing um and it doesn't really have a bond girl in it no either no. Bond it's well, it's rare times. Yeah, it's like the the sort of the, the one that is sort of dies takes a place of one money penny takes a place of one for a while even m sort of takes a place yeah for a period of time it's all like yeah. they, and sam mendes doing that looks fantastic oh, it looks amazing yeah you know um and i think i i think by hair's breadth it is slightly yeah. better than casino Royale. a lot of people disagree on that but i think just by a little bit it's mm. it's and it, and it does what die another day couldn't do it does do nostalgic elements from the original yes. from the yeah, it series. Does, yep, does it in a while makes it more fun than yeah. sort of just tacked on and, and shoehorned in. It was a shoehorned in at Dino the Day. And we're sure it's perfectly cast oh as a my sort God. of all yeah, that, that I think and, um sort of the introduction of Ray Fines as another M mm -hmm. and all mm -hmm. that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um um, a great pre-title, a great pre-title sequence. Oh my god, yeah, it's incredible. Annoying at the, the gun barrel sequence, isn't it, at the beginning? Yeah. So Sam Mendes said the reason that is they did put it at the beginning, but then they didn't like Bond walking on twice. Yes. No, yeah, that's, that's fair. And it sort of works better at the end of this one, because he does sort of say, are you ready? Yeah. Yes. Ready, and then yeah, it's sort of yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. So it just make it a little bit, and because mm. it's the fiftieth, it sort of ties in with the fiftieth symbol that they yeah. had, and all. It's so it's it time. does work yeah. a bit better, but I still would prefer it in the beginning, to be honest. Mm. But um, mm. but yeah, so Skyfall, you had at. Uh, well, is that Skyfall is my number two? Ah, of course. So yeah, we hadn't had yeah. Skyfall. So. Yeah. Carry on, yeah. Carry on. We all. Uh... All right. Carry on with uh, the plaudits oh, for Skyfall. Yeah. I mean, 2012 was a wonderful year. Um, in, in terms of like, it, well, I mean, it, it, to be honest, it's probably going to be the last time in our lifetime when there's been like an absolute. There was no division in the country. We had the Olympics that summer. It was amazing. It was an amazing summer. You know, yeah. and it, you know it. it, it it probably yeah. Everyone seemed united that year, yeah. And you know, and I love the fact that you know, the whole kind of you know, London was like you know, the stage for the Olympic. Obviously, the Olympics was absolutely yeah. incredible, and it was like it was almost like everyone was looking at England again. Yeah, you know, yeah. it, it was kind of like that kind of not necessarily called Britannia thing, but 
um, there was just an amazing vibe in the country that year. And I love the fact that you like you said that, you know, obviously Skyfall came out of that same year. Um, and it was set in, it, a lot of it was set in London. It was great, you know, um, pre, pre, pre-title sequence, absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. It was and the right year to release a Bond film. It was. It was perfect year, you know, and, yeah. and, and the fact that it had so many kind of English elements in it, you know. Yeah. Um, like I said, you know, the the, the, intro, the introduction of, like, Ben Whishaw as Q, that whole sequence in the art gallery, I love it. Just, you know, it, you know, all I see is a bloody old boat <laughs> and all that, you know. And, and, you know, you know, your Q, you've still got pimples and all that, you know. It's, it's, one, it's wonderfully written sequence, you know. And it's, so I've got a gun and a radio, you know. Yeah. You, we don't do the exploding pens anymore. It's, just, yeah. it's so brilliantly done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the and the whole introduction, that whole one long shot of when you first see Javier Bardem's character, when he's walking down yeah. out of focus yeah. and do, that whole monologue speech. That's wonderful. where a director like Sam Mendes yeah. just yeah. brings it to another level. Yeah. Another he's level. I, have you ever seen a more lush looking bomb film it's the no. best directed bomb film it yeah. looks incredible that bit where he's on that standing on that boat turning up to the casino with all the, yeah. all the lights yeah looks um, unbelievable unbelievable, uh, unbelievable. It's a great film. and so, yeah but everything about it is pretty much perfect and they needed to make a film like that a because it was the 50th anniversary you know yeah. and how much they'd messed up the 40th anniversary yeah and the fact that, you know, the the savaging that Quantum and Solace got from a lot of people, from press, you know, after they'd done so well at reinventing Bond in Casino Royale. And, you know, but the fact that they dropped the, the ball, so to speak, for yeah. Quantum Solace and all the issues surrounding the production and everything, that they they came back with a film that was that strong. Yeah. It was it was wonderful. It felt so good to be a Bond fan. It was like, you know, we've obviously you know been Bond fans through thick and thin, good times, the bad times, throughout yeah. our whole life, you know. And it was that wonderful thing of like not just, you know, that we knew it was a great Bond film, but the people that didn't even like Bond enjoyed Skyfall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a Bond yeah. film for people that didn't like Bond. For it, but yeah. it, it was like that thing. It was like. You remember, like, when Morning Glory by Oasis came yeah. out, right? And it crossed over to the people that don't even really like guitar music. Yeah, yeah. Even, you know, even they were into Oasis. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It got that yeah. big that it crossed so many kind of, like, boundaries of people that, I don't know, weren't even into films would go and see and, Skyfall. It and was for, so big. And for the... Uh, for a, and Lee, up before um, the Force Awakens came out, it was the biggest film in the UK of all time. Of all time, yeah, it was. It, it was massive. It was huge. Yeah, yeah, no, it was big. It and, was a... and it wasn't just like critically acclaimed. It was the fact that you know the critics obviously loved it, and rightfully so. But it was the fact that the footfall of people that went to see that film, it was yeah. so. Yeah, it yeah. was so so big. Yeah, it was and, just and it, came out at the right time. Do you think? Perfect. Do you think there's a case to? Um, delay No Time to Die to next year, so mm. they've got a film for the 60th. Yeah, I think so. It wouldn't surprise no, I me. I don't think there would have been one anyway. No, there wouldn't have been. No, because even you know, if it was released last year, I, I, no. I, I would have been very surprised if there was a Bond film in 2022. I mean, to, to, to be to be honest, I wouldn't have a problem with it holding back until the 60th. Why not? 
Why not? Yeah. I, I don't have an issue with it. It doesn't matter when they release it in 2022. No, uh, no. But, um, but I think I think the way that that, that film's losing money anyway. That's, that's the issue. Not so. Um, okay, cool. So we have got so that was your number two. My number two is on a Majesty's Secret Service. <laughs> okay. And you had that number. Uh, where I want to do uh, seven. Okay. Uh, so. Seven. So yeah, so number seven, um, yeah. number two for me. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. apart apart from maybe a lag in the middle, I think mm-hmm. this is a fantastic film. Yeah, it's the best. It's the best sixties Bond film for me. Yeah, I think so. I genuinely do think so. I think George Lazenby's performance is brilliant in it. Oh, it's amazing! It's amazing. And, yeah, and I think it's an absolute. You know, is an absolute classic, and, and and a lot of people hold this up as as um, one of the best of them all. Now they do, they do. No, definitely. And I, I love the fact that uh, as time has gone on, people have started to praise Lazen and Beast's performance. Because yeah. this was never I, shown on telly due to the fact that nope. everybody thought that it was it, when yeah. when ITV used to do a. I think they in the late nineties they showed every single Bond film. Yes, they and they did. put this and they put them all on in an evening. Yep. But they put this yep. one on an afternoon, in an, yeah. in an afternoon, yeah. because yeah. it was like, oh, I don't know what's watching this one. Yeah, and I was, yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, was, it was like the black sheep of the family. It was yeah, strange. Yeah. It was so strange. You know, I mean, I, I've, my mum my always told me this brilliant story, like, um, the, when, when the film came out in 1969, she, 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 you know, she remembered seeing, like, the posters and stuff. And being like, well, that's the guy from like the the chocolate adverts. Yeah, you know, because all he all he done was he, it was it big fried chocolate or something yeah. like that. You know, yeah. it was just yeah. you know, and I, and I I love that the whole story of how he became Bond. Yeah, I I think it's just you know the biggest blag, the absolute yeah, biggest blag is, uh... in, in 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 history for me. It's incredible, you know, and it looks uh, really uh, this one does as well. I mean, it looks the only amazing. one, is yeah. the only one that Peter Hunt directed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, obviously an influence. Why on... wasn't he given more? Why, well, why didn't he direct more films? It's incredible. I mean, you can tell Lazenby's doing his own stunts. Oh, you know, good some, time. Of, some of the ski time. sequences yeah. um, yeah. and the toboggan yeah. sequences are great. Yeah. Obviously, we've spoken, about, we've yeah. spoken about Diana Rigg is great. Um, it looks, yeah. I mean, obviously, Christopher Nolan and Sam Mendes have been influenced by the look of this one. Massively. You know, yeah, massively. so, um, massively. and I think George Lazenby has to put in a more of emotional performance, probably. Mm. And would have Connery have done it like that? I don't no. know. And, no, and no, I don't think it, so. Uh, the script may not have been written in that way. No, it wouldn't have done. So I think it's 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 an amazing film. It's nice that it's a unique one-off. It's a slight yeah. shame Lazenby didn't do just one more because it would have been nice to see what they would have done with Diamonds Are Forever, yeah. with maybe Lazenby taking more revenge on... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that would have been more of a, that would have been, I think that probably would have been more of a theme in it. And it would have so. probably been less what we've got with Diamond. Diamond's after was a reaction. Of course it was. To what yeah. was perceived as a Donna Majesty's Secret Service. And yeah. we know Lazerby was going to do it. He just got mm-hmm. bad advice and mm-hmm. he even returned the money. So, yeah, it's crazy. So it was strange. But, um, but I think, he, you know, everyone deserves a couple of goes. And I think, 
I think looking at back at that film and uh, uh, no, he regrets only doing one. It's a shame. It's a shame because I don't think he's bad in it at all. The middle sequence where he's been, Hillary does drag a bit. There is definitely. Yeah. Definitely yeah. And it's definitely one when you're younger, it's more yeah. difficult. It does. Yeah, feel yeah, 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 yeah. Odd. When you're so used to watching Connery and yeah. more, yeah. feels yeah. odd. Because um, I didn't see that. I didn't see this one until late on. It was probably one of the last of those, like up until like say *Licence to Kill*, for example. Yeah. All those first kind of films. That was the one that I saw last, probably, and it would have yeah, it would have been like early nineties, mid nineties yeah. when it was in telly. Well, that was the I, first time I saw it. Yeah. I think it was. I think what ha- I think I'm fairly sure of this. You you were lent it on. Somebody had recorded it off the telly from your family. Yeah. You were yeah. lent it. Yeah. And whether it was an aunt, an uncle, whatever. Yeah, yeah. They lent it to yeah. you. So you brought it back. Yeah. You lent it to me and I yeah. watched it. And yeah. I was I went in watching it thinking it was going to be rubbish. Yeah. And yeah. I can remember thinking, This is this is really good. Really this is really good. Really and really it was good. that film, because it was at one point the longest, it was yeah. heavily edited. Yeah, it was massively. And it was edited on pre-recorded video. Yeah. On... Yep. 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 Because I got yep. the um, when the Brosnan ones came out, they repackaged the videos again. Yeah. yeah and I got, I bought on a Majesty's Secret Service. It's one of the first because because yeah. I was so fed up of it being heavily edited that I'd take yeah. So by that time, it'd been on telly and I. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I bought the video, and that was the first time it had ever been on video in its unedited form. Mm. Because they like, they used to take off some bits like in the pre-title sequence when Q yeah. talked about the thing, and I thought yeah. it was Star TV that did that, but no, that was an actual yeah, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a yeah. couple of other things taken out, but yes, there was. Um, but once again, that looks unbelievable on the on the remastered. Oh, I bet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right then, this has been a mammoth mammoth podcast. This so your yes. number. I think I know what it is, but say what your number one is. My number one is uh, 1989's Crown Jewel in the Bomb Cannon, <laughs> License to Kill. Right, okay. So I had License to Kill, which is way down at 17. Well, well, yeah. What, yeah. I think is, I'm who, right. are who, who, who are you? Who are you? So my met? number one is Goldfinger, which you had quite way down at number... I did. Uh, Goldfinger was number 12. Okay. So... My problem with License to Kill, and as we touched upon this for Different Daylights, is it feels like it's trying to copy those late films of the 80s. So it tries to be, it's it's like it's being a little bit Lethal Weapon, mm-hmm. Die Hard, yeah. those type of films, which were very popular then. So it's being a bit, it's almost going a bit away, and I don't have a problem with this, because obviously Animation Secret Service did it, some of the Craig ones have done it, away from the Bond formula a bit. I don't have a problem with that, but it seems to feel like it wants to be mm. an American action film. It even has a Michael Kamen soundtrack. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Die Hard. So yeah. it's and Lethal Weapon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it feels like um, it feels like that a bit more than um, than possibly a Bob film should. On the other hand, I absolutely I do like it a lot. Yeah. I mean, 
and I, which one I have watched a lot. Yeah, um, those two Dalton ones I have watched a lot. And as I said, Living Daylights and License to Kill then were the two that I had on pre-recorded, the first two pre-recorded Bond films I had. Because yeah. um, I couldn't see it in the cinema because I was oh, too young, which too was young. absolutely gutting at it the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I um, remember... Because my parents actually were often quite strict to let me watch 15s and stuff, but mm. I can remember they made an exception for Bond and they Bond, rented uh. it out for me, yeah. and even that was cut. They rented it out for me, and I can remember and watching it, and it was over a bank holiday weekend, which meant we had it one extra day. Yes, <laughs> video shops <laughs> closed on bank holiday. Um, yep. Yep. So I watched it a couple of times, and I loved it then. And I, I used to love the end bit, especially on the trucks, etc. But why? Why? I think it's actually gone down in my estimations over the years. I don't know okay. why. I think I think it may be because I, I watched it once. I thought well, that's not as good as I remember it to be. I don't know. But sometimes it just that just happens. Yeah. You know, I, I might watch it again. And think I'm talking rubbish. It needs to be higher. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that yeah. little section for me is very difficult. Um, but obviously, for you, number one. Why is that? Well, I think with with, with Living Daylights, um, I think there was still kind of. I think Living Daylights was starting to get written before they'd cast Dalton. Right. You know, and I think there's still as much as obviously as much as I love Living Daylights because it was my number three. I think there was still kind of writing. For like a Roger Moore kind of Bond, generic, yeah. I think, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you know, well, they thought it was going to be Piers Brosnan, didn't they? Yes, exactly, exactly, they, exactly. They, 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 well, it was going to, you know, he was cast. Well, yeah, what, yeah. how the story goes is that Brosnan was the first choice. I think that's actually wrong. I think Dalton was the first choice. Dalton couldn't do it because this play he was doing. Yes. So then they cast Brosnan. Brosnan had even shot the gun barrel sequence. Mm-hmm. Apparently. Mm, yeah, I've heard then that. Remington still contract, and then he went back to to Dalton due mm. to the fact that they'd taken a little bit longer. He'd finished the play, and then he was able to do it. Do it, yeah. Exactly. So, um, I think there's always conflicting things. Well, Pierce Brosnan was always their first choice. I don't think necessarily. No, no. no. Sorry, no, yeah, you're no. right. Um, you know, it's. Uh, I, I think with License to Kill. I think it's one of the few times where they've. I think I think Dalton wanted to take it down a gritty view. He wanted to do a Bond that was like the Bond in the books. He wanted to. He was this gritty, heavy drinking, like secret service agent with a license to kill. Yeah. You know, he wasn't this kind of. Um, well, yeah, Roger Moore character basically, but you know, he he wanted to take away from that and be more kind of gritty. And I think I do generally think. They listened to him because obviously Living Dialogues was an unqualified success. It was a massive yeah. bomb film, yeah. one of the biggest at the time. Um, whilst that, you know, I think that you know, obviously they were also taking influence from the way, like we were saying before, the way the action films had changed in the late 80s. Mm-hmm. You know, Die Hards, you know, f- action films were getting more violence. They just yeah. were. You know, most action films at the time were 18s. Die Hard, Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Um, sure ones were yeah, yeah, you know, you know, you know, Stallone stuff, Cut Russell, you know, like Tango and Cash, and all these yeah, kind of yeah. films. Um, and did that affect the way they made License to Kill? Yes, I think they wanted to make a more grittier film. But with that, back back then, 
you know, because up until that point, Bond films were classed as kind of family entertainment. Mm. No PGs. It obviously, what we, you touched on upon it earlier, License to Kill was the first 15. And, you know, we were both 11 years old when it came out, summer of 89. Yeah. And I remember being gutted when my mum was like, you can't go and see the Bond film. It's a 15. Can't go into you too young to go and see it. And I remember being gutted, absolutely yeah. gutted. And I remember my my dad went to see it. We we, were, we went on holiday that summer when it was out. We were on holiday. Um, um, friends of my parents lived in uh, Finland. We, mm. we went out to see them for a couple of weeks in Finland. I remember my dad went to go and watch License to Kill. And I made him promise me that he'd come and wake me up <laughs> when he got back in the, like, you know, it was like gone midnight or something when he, he got back. You know, I remember him promise to wake me up and tell me exactly what happened in the film because I couldn't wait. Yeah, and he woke me up yeah. and it was late, you know, and he went through the whole film with me and answered all my questions and stuff. But I remember um, a few, you know, when, when it came out to rent a few months later, however much time later. I think it was um, um, summer 1990. So it was a bank holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After that was about the time, wasn't it? Often it was a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I remember, because um, I was at boarding school at the time in Peterborough, and I remember my mum come and picked me up because I was going home for the weekend, and she was like, have a look on the back seat, and she'd hired me, License to Kill, and I was so, so excited, so you like, excited. Put your foot down, put your foot down. Yeah, 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 break the law, yeah, break the law, come on, I want to get home, I, re- I remember just like looking, I was, just, I was so impatient to get home, and you know, we, we got in, and I ran, I literally ran in, and, and put the video in straight away, and so I'm I just remember it being, you know, it was it's, it's something incredibly kind of, I don't know, it's it's it was the first time I'd ever, well, it was the first time that there'd been a gritty Bond film, uh, you yeah. know, you know, Bond is out for revenge. I'm sure that was the tagline, Bond is out on his own and out for revenge or something like that. From Russia with Love, really. Yeah, no, definitely. And, you know, the whole thing of like, um, you know, um, something happening to his friend his closest uh, or his yeah. only friend you know and he was get, he he was you know and the whole you know his license kill gets taken away and he goes rogue i couldn't believe it yeah, yeah. and it you know and from from the pre-title sequence which again was kind of i think even that was cut on the original video where sanchez is whipping lupe oh yeah it was cuts yeah you know, yeah that was and, and the whole and the whole kind of screams with like you know did he promise you his heart Give him yeah. his heart, and you, and you hear the guy in the uncut version go, ah, you know, and when she he he's like whipping her because she'd escaped and stuff, and um, it was it was gritty, it was real, and I I'd just never seen anything like this on a bomb film. Yes, it was very much kind of you know they were taking influences from action films at the time, but it was just a little, I I just love the idea of Bond going rogue. And going out on revenge, and like again, kind of like you know, it's got a lot of water sequences, underwater sequences. But I think, unlike Thunderball, they're really exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The underwater stuff in Last of the Kill was brilliant. Yeah, you know, and again, the stunts are amazing. You know, when he's kind of you know water skiing behind the um, yeah. the seaplane, yeah. it's brilliantly done. Um, I think I think the end sequence with the trucks, that whole truck chase sequence at the end is unbelievable 
Um, again, you, you were talking earlier about like early, early, early films of people that went on to be famous, like Gerard Butler mm. and Hugh Bonneville and stuff. You know, in in Licence to Kill, it was obviously the first kind of big film role for Benicio del Toro. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, yeah. He's really good at it as well. Really menacing. Oh, brilliant, you know, yeah. brilliant henchman. You know, I, I think that's the thing. There's just a, a, I don't know, a real nastiness. I think to Sanchez. He's a brilliant baddie. Yeah. Robert Darby is yeah. incredible in it. Yeah. Uh, and I, I love all his henchmen as well. And the, the, the way that they're doing the drug money through the kind of, um, what you call it, like the TV priests. Yeah. Uh, the, um, oh, oh, I the name for. Yeah, van, yeah, TV evangelist. Yeah. That's it, yeah. yeah. Which was very much a thing. Yeah. Like being, old, being older and looking back, I know, you know, looking back, you look at like, U.S. history and stuff that that was a big thing in '89 was TV yeah. evangelists and all this kind of stuff, you know. So it was very much kind of topical thing at the time. That, I think that's brilliantly done. Uh, I think what you know Wayne Newton as a TV evangelist, I think he's brilliant as yeah, the, you know, yeah. the sort of cheesy, sleazy TV evangelist. Great. Uh, I think um, uh, Pam Bouvier, Carrie Lowell. I think she's a brilliant Bond baddie. You know, yeah. I'm sorry, a Bond, a Bond girl. You know, yeah. again, kind of sassy. Yeah. You know, FBR, they kind of updated it all, yeah, you know, yeah. and she can sort of take care of her own. I think Q's brilliant. The way Q comes out into the field yeah, is great. Yeah, a bit more you than know. usual, because you know, them yeah. and Moneypenny are hardly in it. Yeah, they're hardly in the like, one or two scenes. Yeah, Desmond are well in his finest hour as Q. Yeah, I mean. yeah, you yeah. know, he's brilliant. Yeah, he's, you know, it's great yeah. seeing him out in the fields. you know. Because he was in a few um, bit. Or in some of the Bond films in the eighties, anyway, wasn't he? He's in yeah, quite a bit yeah. See and oh, a few yeah, to kill. Even Living Daylights, yeah, Daylight. he's, he's, he's featured yeah. a little bit more than he yeah, had been. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, you know, that was wonderful. They really push it up, yeah. But uh, wow, you've 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 yeah. Uh, really yeah. I, well, it, it is a good Bond film. There's no, there's, yeah. It and uh, people do. And it was definitely, love, I, at the time, it was probably a step too far for audiences. That yeah, probably, I, yeah uh, but that, that, that's what I was going to say as like my final points. It was the it was the first time that Bond stepped out of the box for me. Yeah, and that's I think why I love it so much. I think it was something. It was it's so a bit, but you're right. I think it's it, it was a right change. Complete and probably change. At, yeah. at that point in time, right. Right, and right. Yeah, for a Very, big film right. to do that. It's an unusual yeah. that time. Unusual. Yeah. People tended to stay safe. Yeah, well, that's, that's what I was going to say. Will you ever see, like, a film like any film franchise take that sort of bigger risk again? Because um, it, it didn't work. It wasn't a big film, really. Uh, well, that's the reason. That's why Goldeneye's like Goldeneye. Basically. Yeah, of course, yeah. And you know, um, I think huge risk. I huge think risk. the Marvel Cinematic Universe could probably do it, and I think they probably have done yeah. it with one div- at the moment in time with one division. Mm-hmm. They have mm. done it with a little bit with a couple of their films, um, take a little bit of a change of tack and, and doing and, and, and introducing characters that are not well known at all, like Gardens of the Galaxy, obviously, completely yeah, different. That's true. Yeah, uh, yeah, um. Yeah. But I can't think off the top of my head anybody else who would do that now. In um, terms of like, you know, a film that's like, you know, a family entertainment film that everyone yeah. could watch a bomb film, to take it from that to this kind of gnarly real thing where people die gruesomely, 
you know, uh, when the guy's head explodes and all that, you know. It's, it's just... a very late 80s film, you're right. Very, and, um, very. Um, even the feel of it, the sound of it, the way it's directed, it just feels yeah. like a, a late 80s film. And the, um, but I think the rating probably hurt it in the long oh, run. Massive, massively, massively. Uh, a along with the films that were released that summer. Yeah, it was a massive so, summer, 89. So, yeah. um, cool. License to Kill, your number one. Right, so my number, number one was Goldfinger, and you had that at number 12. So I did. I'm not going to talk too much about Goldfinger, because there's not much more to be said about Goldfinger. But no, me, the that is true. It's one of the early Bond films I ever saw. I think it's the quintessential Bond film. Somebody said, what's a Bond film like? Goldfinger is everything. Yeah, yeah, it has. It's, it's the first Con- time where they've got everything, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sean Connery is Bond. There's a car with gadgets, the car with gadgets, the best car with gadgets. Mm-hmm. It has a great Bond girl uh, who's a bit... She gets easily turned from being a baddie to a goodie, but, you know, there's... I think, yeah. but she does it. It's a bit different. Um, mm. You've got a great villain who's in it throughout. Um, that's sort of the plot at the end, the great sets. I don't think it's too long. Has everything in. Sometimes, would I always watch Goldfinger if I had a choice? No, because I've seen it so many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it is why I've got it number one because I think it's the quintessential Bond film. It's got everything you want from a Bond film. Mm. Uh, and whereas some of the Craig ones on a Major Secret Service, License to Kill, stray from that Bond formula in a good way. I think sometimes when you want that at number one. I liked. I wanted to have one that's got everything. everything. Okay. One has. No, that's and fair. Yeah, that's you, fair. You watch it and it's great. It's that great sixties vibe about it. Yeah, completely. It's very sixties, but in a really cool way. Yeah. Mm. Um, it, Connery's really sort of confident, and it's very mm. different from the other two Bond films that have come before. Yeah, it's, definitely. It's a little ma- bit massively. More, got a bit more humour in, but it doesn't overdo the humour like the seventies no. ones did. No. Um. And as you say, Connery seems interested. Yeah, he does. He really and, does. And um, yeah, Goldfinger at number one, and that's it, really. So, anything, anything yeah. you want to add, Goldfinger? Uh, no, I th- yeah, I think it's got, it was kind of like it was. It was the first time where where they got all the kind of what turned out to be the classic Bond tropes. It was yeah. the first time it was all in the mix, but it's the first time they got it all right. With yeah. even like down to Bond's relationship with Q. The first time where they had that kind of, I never joke about my work 007, all that kind of stuff. They got the humour just right, the big exotic locations. Yeah. You know, it's the first time they'd really done that, you know, to that level. And it's kind of that kind of lushness. And so many iconic moments. Yeah. You know, iconic stuff. Stuff that's been parodied to death. You know, you think, you know. You know, you know, be that you know, odd, odd job, job be, be, yeah. yeah, you know, you know, random task and yeah. all that, you know, and you know, and, and like you know, it was a Goldfinger. It was, I think, it was the first time where it had like an iconic baddie in a yeah. bomb film. And they make actually that golf, that golf thing, which yes. is not easy to film golf and make it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really it's good a wonder, sequence. Wonderful, so wonderful scene. Good wonderful so, and actually, scene. it's one of the first yeah. sequences where Bond is sort of pretending to almost like being friendly with the band yeah. and you're playing yeah. sort of game. Yeah. It's golf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And it's done so well. Yeah, yeah. So, well. so um, cool. Well, I think. This is a mammoth podcast, so I might have to. This will this will probably be split in two. So yeah, it's good. Thank you yeah. Very much for listening. This is the Music and Film Saves the World podcast. So that's our top Bond films. Um, Gareth, just before we go, 
just quickly recount down your Bond films from 24 to 1 for me. All right. Hang on. This bit will have to be edited out because I need to get it up again. Hang on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, say it again, mate. So if you don't mind, just count down the Bond films for me. Uh, okay. Uh, right. Uh, so from um, 24 to 1, we'll yeah. go uh, Die Another Day, Diamonds Are Forever, Doctor No, GoldenEye, You Only Live Twice, Cross, uh, Quantum of Solace, Thunderball, The Spy Who Loved Me, A View to a Kill, The World Is Not Enough, Spectre, Moonraker, Goldfinger, Man With a Golden Gun, Tomorrow Never Dies, For Your Eyes Only, From Russia With Love, Honor Majesty's Secret Service, Live and Let Die, Casino Royale, Octopussy, The Living Daylights, Skyfall, and my number one bomb film of all time, License to Kill. Brilliant. And my, and my top uh, 24 is Die Another Day, Diamonds Are Forever, A View to a Kill, Moonraker, The Man with the Golden Gun, Quantum of Solace, Tomorrow Never Dies, License to Kill, The World Is Not Enough, Thunderball, Octopussy, for your eyes only, you only live twice. Doctor No, Golden Eye, Spectre, The Living Daylights, The Spy Who Loved Me, From Russia with Love, Live and Let Die, Casino Royale, Skyfall, and A Majesty's Secret Service. And my number one is Goldfinger. So thanks very much for listening. Thanks very much to you, Gareth, for joining me on this mammoth uh, podcast. And it's... we'll both see you again soon. Thank you very much. And that was part two of the James Bond ranking on the Music and Film Saves the World podcast. I've been Chris Rice. That was my friend Gareth Jones. Thank you very much for listening. Please join us again soon for some more rankings of music, films, film discussion, hopefully some film commentaries coming up. Um, Keep it here on Music and Film Saves the World. Thanks again. Bye-bye.